Hey everybody, this is Kevin Heffernan. Welcome to another episode of Chewing It. On behalf of Steve, let me thanks for joining us. Great guest this week. Our good buddy Clifton Collins Jr. joins us. Uh, Clifton's an amazing actor. You've seen him in many, many things. You've seen him in Capote, Traffic, Star Trek, Pacific Rim, Crank 2, Sunshine Cleaning, all kinds of stuff. He's on TV right now. He's in Ballers. Um, he's one of those actors that, uh, you've seen in many, many, many things and, uh, he's always great. And, um, we had a great conversation with him about acting and all kinds of stuff like that and what he's got coming up. He's got some great projects coming up, but before we get going, I want everyone to know that this episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, a blog, online store. It features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, incredible 24-7 customer support. Try Squarespace, squarespace.com, and you enter the offer code CHEWIN, C-H-E-W-I-N, to get 10% off. These days, building a website can be tough, and even if you know your way around coding, creating something that looks good, and working well is a time-consuming affair. So whether it's for a business site, a portfolio, a restaurant, in this day and age, you probably need one anyway. Well, Lucky for us, Squarespace makes it easy to build beautiful websites without breaking a sweat. Squarespace provides simple, powerful, beautiful website templates for you to work with. Not only that, those templates are part of Squarespace's responsive design, which means your website scales to look great on any device, further minimizing the hassles of making a website on your own. Every website you build also comes with a free online store if you need it. You need something minimalistic but powerful? Cover page feature allows you to set up beautiful one-page online presence in minutes. Seriously, people, you can't be the ease and simplicity of Squarespace. It gives you 24-7 online support, a beautiful website for only 8 bucks a month. 8 bucks a month? You can even get a free domain if you buy Squarespace for the year. So what are you waiting for? Start a trial. No credit card required. Start building your website today. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to offer uh, to use the offer code CHEWIN, C-H-E-W-I-N. Use the offer code CHEWIN. That's how we know you came from us, C-H-E-W-I-N. You get 10% off your first purchase, 10% off, and you get to show your support for our podcast. So thank you, Squarespace, for your support of Chewing It. Squarespace, build it beautiful. All right, everybody. Great episode, great conversation, real in-depth stuff about acting and uh, about auditioning and some really fun stuff with Clifton Collins. He's pushing his new book. It's called Prison Ramen. It's for charity, and um, it's really a cool book. We talk all about it, so give it a listen. Um, All right. Enjoy the show. Now entering Nerdist.com. Okay. Is your mic your mic is a little might be a little fucked up. This one is Yeah, this, talk, speak. Uh, hello, hello. You were popping a little bit before. Oh, I was popping? Yeah, you're good. Prodniro Vodetitrov Kuvek David Ramker. What language is that? Is that Romulan? 
You are yeah, Romulan. You are yeah, correct. Star Trek, bro. Oh, I know. Star Trek. I know. All right, let's choose. Clifton was a Romulan in Star <laughs> I know Trek, he was. bro. I know. I know. All right, let's chew. Okay. Thank you, JJ. We chew. Mm, mm. All right, and then now you go solo. Oh, it's got a pattern to it. Yeah. What are you, What are you eating? It's crackle. Um, saliva. Saliva. <laughs> <laughs> delicious, Don't we all? Saliva. Don't we all? <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> what were you eating? Bear claw. Bear claw. Yeah. What, like the donut. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How was it? It's big and tasty. Oh, good. Ooh, what are you? You one. know what I was eating? I'm gonna tell you what I was eating. I was yeah. eating ramen. Why? Why? Yeah. Because I've got a I've got a master ramen chef next to me. Who? Clifton Collins Jr. Mm-hmm. Star. <laughs> you heard. Uh, Actor, director, producer. And now published. And now publisher. Yes. Author. Yeah, I'm holding. I'm Clifton. I'm holding this book here. Oh, this is this mic a little fucked up? I don't know. It is looks it, pretty. Does it sound okay to you? Yeah, it sounds good. Okay. That's good. I'm holding this book here. Prison Ramen. Yes, sir. So this is. Uh, to be published in November 2015. What's the what's the release date of this? Uh, November third. November third. Yeah. Okay. And what so, is it? What's the what's the deal? And we're in pre-sales right now. Um, Prison Ramen is a it's a cookbook idea that my buddy Gustavo Alvarez uh, came up with when I, I came to visit him at a Chino prison right after the riot, mm. right after they got lockdown. Okay. And we wanted to figure out a way. How could we give back? How could we teach lessons? How could we help the youngsters avoid situations? He's, he's down like 13 years. Yeah. I mean, Danny Trejo did eight years. He, he was uh, gracious enough to give us a, a story and a recipe. Yeah. He gave me a bunch of Who stories. Who did Trejo? Uh, or? Danny Trejo. Oh, quick. Okay, yeah. great. Um, I love Danny Trejo. You know, Shia gave me a beautiful story, a heartfelt one. Taryn Manning, um, you know, Roger Avery, Samuel Jackson gave me the foreword. I mean, I don't want my yeah. friends to step up. So I thought, they, oh, I thought they were like, so they're all recipes pre- from... I thought they were from prisoners. Oh, they are. Uh, okay. Gustavo Alvarez, my boy, did right. like a total of 13 years. That's his right there. But so. Sam Jackson also gave you a ramen recipe. He did, and I didn't want to get into <laughs> his. Well, he, Samuel gave me the forward. Samuel's been one of the greatest uh, mentors aside from my grandfather. And um, yeah. I'm very uh, – he's my go-to guy. Like, I, I, you know, It's funny because like, I was looking at your stuff, and you have, you have acted in so many things. You've been in everything. You know everyone. Yeah. And the first person that popped in my mind was Sam Jackson. Like okay. He's so ubiquitous. He's just everywhere. And I feel like you're that guy, too. But you were in, in your our, first movie. In our generation. Jackson, yeah? I, I did a 187. One of my bigger... My, 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 my film that I grew the most, like where I was had questions about acting or what to do or how to address anger or rage or, you know, as a, a young actor trying to explore your emotions, it's really hard to own this shit. Yeah. And 187 was one of the first ones where I was able to own all of my shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. As a human being, as an as a entertainer. Yeah. What is, the, what, what is the technique? What was it that you learned on that film? You know, that's a bigger. That's a bigger sit down. It's that's a big yeah, question, really, Lemmy. It is a big question. <laughs> a, but like, I feel. I, I mean, I haven't. I've acted in like uh, a one twentieth or one fiftieth. The dude has a hundred and six acting credits. Okay, so a hundred and six fucking so acting one, credits. I've acted in one one hundredth. I know. And six is of the, the dude's been in like done. everything on every TV show, every movie. Yeah, he's acted with every actor. Okay, so it's not. So I can I can sing, I can look at each movie that that uh, we've done together, and I can identify what I learned. <laughs> hey, in right. That thing. Like when right. We, when we made Club Dread. Yeah. And I was playing Juan Castillo, a, a, a Costa Rican dive master. Right. I was so focused on the accent that then I was like, all right, I'm going to learn my lines well in advance. Right. And once I actually had mastered the lines, I actually found that that freed me up. Sure. It's liberating, isn't it? Yeah, 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 it actually did. It really did. And it allowed you to do the accent. Yeah, well, then that gave me the confidence to – then I knew I was like, okay, I can lose myself in this thing. And then right. once I realized I could do that, I actually swung back the other way where I was like, I don't want to be married to the lines. I like – I want to fuck around. But Clifton learned that shit, and like in the second job that he ever did, man. from Sam Jackson. <laughs> from Sam Jackson. Yeah, 
You know uh, what I'm saying? Okay, so that's a bigger question for you. Well, let's stick with the book for a second first. Well, let's talk okay. book first, okay. and then I, we'll go to all the other stuff. I read this, uh, this forward from Sam Jackson. Yeah? The first word is hunger. <laughs> Are you going to put this on tape so, so people can? Uh, you know, we have an iTunes link now, too. It, it's really, uh, I kind of have to talk to all the homies and see. Uh, I, I, there's been a great excitement surrounding this book that I really didn't anticipate, which is uh, very heartwarming. And there's a lot of people coming to the table wanting to help. And, and one of the biggest things is Father Greg, who does have his book on audio tape. So mm-hmm. if I can get um, all, all, all the my homies and homegirls that are involved with this involved to, to do that, that would be a great thing. But I'd let, love to do that. Go to the big picture again with this. So you, 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 you wanted to make a book that could help raise proceeds for, you know. Raise proceeds yeah. for Homeboy Industries, yeah. which is uh, a Father Greg's. Um, it, it, Father Greg started this back in the 80s, and it, it helped to uh, uh, create community, um, stop the gang violence. Yeah. And in the beginning, uh, the police departments and organizations didn't really believe in it, but here we are. You know, years later, and it's grown into this beautiful thing of, of kinship and everybody getting along. Hey, Where would um, you get this idea to like what like what sparked this idea then? Well, for he us? came to me and he's like, "Yo, I got an idea for a Rami cookbook." And yeah. I'm like, you know, being in Hollywood and eating fancy foods, and, and you're like, I, I'm. I'm no stranger to ramen. I got ramen sure. at home right now. And sure. Yeah. Danny Trejo has a drawer full of jalapeno ramen. <laughs> yeah. Because it's the most delicious food on it earth. Is. My kid eats it every day for and lunch. And it costs you a penny to make. Every day. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. High in sodium, though, guys. High in sodium. So uh, he pitched it to me. and I was like, wow, that's a great idea. But uh, how, do we, how do we contribute more? How do we tie... The, 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 how do we get kids involved to where? I mean, because college kids are going to yeah. want to read this. Sure, sure, sure. Like great prison that's a great audience for it, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. And and he had a he gave me his life story that we're we're converting into a novel right now that, okay. that will also hopefully be a movie. Um, so I said within that I said, won't we pull some of those stories because there's so many life lessons, so yeah. many. Uh, you, know, you could have taken a right instead of a left and avoided prison. Mm-hmm. You know, in so many different aspects, and and I don't know how many times whether it's, it's the rage I felt in one eight seven that you can't control that that makes you cross that line, and now you're looking at a dime. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's situations in here where kids could have been out in three months and they made a mistake and now they're doing 10 years. Yeah. Right. So uh, I reached out to Father Greg and Homeboy Industries and I sat down with him and um, it was just one. It was really great to reconnect with Father Greg because if you have any issues or any problems and anytime when you're giving back and helping others, it feels good. Yeah, tell us who Father Greg is. Father Greg Boyle, um, he was a Jesuit at Loyola High School. Okay. At, I was a freshman and that's when he was – I went to a Jesuit high school. Did you? Yeah, I did. And he was, start, he was getting ready to leave to start Homeboy Industries, and I was really intrigued by it. He wrote this book, um, uh, the, the Tattooed – what is it called? The Tattooed Heart? The Heart of the Tattooed Teardrops or something of the sort. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me look it up right there. It's a yeah. really fucking badass book. It should come with a box of tissue. I mean, you're crying like every three pages. Right, 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 <laughs> right, right, right. But uh, he teaches compassion and empathy and second chances and redemption. And um, you know, he opened my heart up to things. There are certain things that I – you know, was reading his book talking about compassion and feeling for the guy that that uh, did a drive by, and I just couldn't understand that at all. I couldn't yeah. fathom it. I'm like, if you shoot my kid, I'm sorry, I'm not going to yeah. feel anything. But oh, I'm gonna kill you right back. Yeah, yeah. that's basically it. You know, eye for an eye. And um, after reading chapter three on compassion, I was like, I, I was completely, I, I was just blown away. And it, it, he opened my heart up even bigger. And right. I asked him one day over breakfast when I was cutting him, uh, I was cutting him a check for uh, um, the advance that we got. It was really a, a dope moment. <laughs> and I said, I said, Father Gray, I said, I read that chapter and it really opened me up on compassion. I said, but do you think, is it possible that one can have too much compassion? Is it possible that you can just like constantly turn the other cheek? And he says, no, son, there's no such thing as having too much compassion. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh-huh. literally all I needed to hear from him. Right. I, I mean, I, I have to say it's beautiful. 
But if somebody shot my son, I'd fucking kill him. <laughs> I feel you. Hey, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. Maybe I need more. Sure. I know, open my heart. Sure. I'd love sure. to bring you guys to Homeboy. The home the homeboys and the homegirls there would love you guys. Well, yes. you know, it's it's funny because uh, like, is this the same Homeboy Industries that does like the the nacho chips and the, and the salsa? Yeah. Oh, okay. That shit is fucking fantastic, <laughs> dude. It's fantastic. Have you had it? No. It's like it's it's uh it's, organic. It's and made by ex-cons. Yeah. And uh, and uh, I mean everybody there has been in, in prison. And they're out now, and it's. I actually think it's the best. The salsa is the best salsa on the market. Really? No shit. Okay. I fucking okay. Lo- I love homeboy it. salsa. Fucking, oh yeah. I'm gonna try it. It's pretty badass. Have you tried it? I ain't gonna Aristotle? Lie. Dude, Aristotle's tried it. You're gonna fucking love it. <laughs> all, all the food's pretty badass over there. All right, but tell me this now. Look, what? So you went and got all these men, these. Uh, uh, Were you gonna say Mexicans? No, no. I say menus. I'm saying menus. You say Mexicans. I said no. I say menus. Recipes. Recipes. We haven't talked about this in a long time. This is the most uh, racist podcast, and it's because of Kevin. That's, what? That's ridiculous. Like, well, yeah, everybody's racist. Yeah, yeah. No, Aristotle, come on. Back me up. That's bullshit. No, Aristotle knows. I'm surprised you even know his name. <laughs> what are you talking about? My favorite Greek Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> Aristotle. Uh, Greeks again. Um, okay, so wait. So I'm looking, by the way, I'm looking here at, uh, at yeah. Danny Trejo's recipe. It's machete ra- ramen. Ooh, that sounds pretty good, actually. Two packs chili flavored rum. So this 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 is his personal recipe. Okay. When he was giving me this story, he told his homeboy Mario, "Yeah, so Cliff, and then the guy was getting stuck right there at the table, and he's bleeding out right there with fires and dominoes." And then Mario, he goes, "Hey Mario, hey, give me that one recipe. You know the one, homeboy." Like he didn't even tell him what it was, or what was in it, or nothing. He goes, "Oh, I know which one you're talking about, homie. The one with da da da." He was like, "Yeah, that one." So he started writing it all out. <laughs> I got it up on my board. And did, and did Trejo? Is that did he make this when he was in prison or something? Oh, yeah. Or is that oh, okay? No, this is okay. favorite. This is okay. Here it starts yeah, okay. off like this: My fondest memories, if you can call them that, of being incarcerated were the weekends. We'd get a bunch of guys together and lay out a spread, breaking okay. bread with. So you know, it's breaking bread is the name of this chapter by Danny okay. Trejo. That's the name of that story. And then okay. machete ramen. Is what, what other people gave recipe gave recipes? Uh, uh, Rusty Coons from Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, a dear friend of mine, uh, sure. Jacob Vargas. Uh, you know, there's. Uh, well, now how's Slash involved in it? Is he Slash? Slash? Did he give believe her a, it or not, recipe? Uh, and it's funny because I've known of kind of a Slash is like a, a big brother to me, and a dear dear friend. He's definitely one of the go to guys when I got some problems and I need to need some grounding. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's funny. I've known him this whole time. I'd never known that he actually uh, got locked up for a minute. And oh, okay, um, it was at the very beginning. He'd already signed his GNR contract, but they hadn't recorded anything. Uh-huh. And I was like, dude, do you realize that had you gotten your hand busted or gotten a fight yeah. in a crowded-ass county? Yeah. History would be different. You would have changed the whole fucking <laughs> – yeah. GNR broke records. It took the Stones 20 years to do, and they did it in like two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, you literally would have altered it. Shit. And it's amazing. I mean, some people are just kind of – Get out by the skin of their teeth, yeah. and others, you know, they do the long haul to learn the job. I mean, look at Danny is one of the most fascinating, and angelic, badass motherfuckers sure. you ever meet. I mean, this guy, I, I can call him. He goes, "Hey, Cliff, oh, hey, bro, hey, check it out. Hey, look, look at me, funny. I'm getting ready to go to county to see some friends, homie. But I love you, bro. I'll call you back." <laughs> so, I know. It's like this guy's got like he's got a million dollar Budweiser campaign. I mean, yeah. he's, he's fucking working and rolling, and he's constantly giving back. Like I've never met somebody. I mean, if you've got to go through what he went through to be the kind of humanitarian, I think everybody's still a little prison time, yeah. personally. Yeah. But he's such a fucking badass too. I he's mean, a and he's too. he's like in his sixties now, 70. Or seventy years old. It's funny. I was. And he still looks a fucking badass. I was just looking up Danny Trejo this morning. Yeah. Uh, um, because our next our next guest after this is David Alvarez, right? And I was looking for some good quotes okay. uh, for him to read <laughs> okay. in his accent, and uh, I forgot how fuck like 
Danny Trejo's pectoral muscles were so fucking big. <laughs> like that was always it was one of those I had like a Schwarzenegger thing going with Danny Trejo. Like they're whenever, implants. When they're he was in a movie. Are they? Yeah. yeah, they're they're pec implants. <laughs> yeah. When he was in a movie, I would always be like, get that dude's shirt off. I need to see those pecs. I sure. need to see that they're so sure. goddamn big. Mexipex. Oh, I like it. He's a Pexican. <laughs> yeah, I love He's it. Just an admirer of pecs. It's not a gay thing. <laughs> no, man. No, no. it's just uh, nothing wrong with pecs, like, bro. It, look, I appreciate pecs. what the dude has done. Hey, come on. Sure. And now he's giving some recipes. Yeah, so here's Slash's... Here's Slash's uh, What's the name of his recipe? Walking Ramen. Walking Ramen, okay. Yeah, and he tells the story about when he got incarcerated. Okay. I'm not, I don't want to give anything... No, no, the people line. to read That's the a book. good punchline on that one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so people can get the book where? Where can they get oh, the they book? Can, they can order it on iTunes right now or Barnes & Noble or through Workman Publishing. We're in pre-sales right now. So, and it's called, uh, again... Tell me the name of it. Prison Ramen. Prison Ramen. And uh, Mr. Cartoon uh, did uh, the title for me. He's an old homeboy. And then uh, Estevan Oriol did uh, the, the cover. You know, he did the original L.A. hand sign. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Estevan Oriol, he's a badass. You should see his books. L.A. Woman, he's got beautiful photography books. He's like one of the few guys that can go into gang-ridden area and have a green light to shoot whatever he wow. wants. Yeah. I mean, he did all the tracking for the San Andreas GTA video game. Yeah? Oh, really? I was also with San Jackson. Yeah, Cartoon and Esteban tracked all like Watts and South Central. So like, he went through in a motorcycle or in a car with a camera? No, and him, he probably just went to a car so he could kick it and take it all in. I mean, yeah. he's, you know, he's a part. He's synonymous with everything that's authentic and real in L.A. He's not Hollywood by any means. Wow. And even though they just produced a big... Uh, Brian Grazier film, a lowrider film. Yeah. With Mr. Cartoon. Yeah, they're the go-to tech guy. Yeah. And do you have a recipe in here yourself? You know, I don't. Uh, what I, the I, fuck? I, Why I not? Been, I've been detained a few times. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, uh, you know, Cartoon has two, and I didn't get one from him or Stevon. Maybe we'll save that for book two. Because I know okay, Wahlberg okay. was wanting to give me one, and, okay. and Snoop was talking to me about giving me one. Well, that's not going to happen now. People are going to be contacting you and be like, oh, my, here's mine. I and you have to put out part me. two. I know there's going to yeah. be a part two. I, we're going to put out a Goose's Life Story first, and then I'll probably hit the part two afterwards. Okay. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's when you can give your recipe. I would love it. I was going to ask, did you guys ever... I was uh, arrested in college. Nice. And, uh, Rob Corddry was, too. We talked about his story. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I spent a few hours in, uh, in a holding cell there. And um, I didn't cook any ramen, though. Okay, did you keep your pants on? I did keep my pants <laughs> on. Are you okay. sure? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. I, took, I took mine off. You did? Okay. I did. For what reason? Take just, a shit? Just to show that uh, I'm very comfy. Okay. There's some shit you learned were early you, on. Were you going Mexican? Yeah, I was totally Mexican. <laughs> Although, actually, my, my crip friends had dropped me off. Well, okay. My crip friends came to bail me out okay. after I had gotten arrested. Well, are you at liberty to say what you did wrong? Um, How you, why you got arrested? No, you're not at liberty. Well, I am at liberty. So, so you, don't have, you don't have to say it. You don't have to <laughs> okay, say fine. it. Was All, right, you're in prison. All right, you're in prison. You're hard you take your pants off. <laughs> I just took them off and folded them and put them in the corner. But I, was, I was a youngster. But <laughs> Were like, you fucked up? Like, like, were you? No, not at all. I was sober as a judge. Yeah. I, I, you know, I wasn't really, I wasn't one of the kids that got fucked up all the time. Yeah. Right. I don't have an alcohol problem. I don't got any DUIs, which I know is not really bragging rights, but nowadays it seems kind of like it is. Hey, I don't have any DUIs. Me either. Me either. <laughs> yeah, me either. All right. We're yeah. all cool. Wow. We're yeah. all good. The non-DUI club. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's I right. Know, but I know a lot of people with DUIs. Sure. And we drink a fucking lot, too. <laughs> yeah. But it just didn't happen. I but. just think about the workout in the morning, the freaking exercise to get the calories <laughs> off. I'm such a bitch. If it wasn't for my work, my work keeps me straight so often. Yeah. That's what we talk about. We talk about how, like, we made a movie called Beer Fest. And I everyone expects us to be these beer drinking guys. And, you know, sometimes, you know, we're trying to lose some weight. You know what I mean? Yeah, hey, listen, we can't always be drinking beer. We shot that TV pilot earlier this year. Yeah. We all dropped like 20 pounds in a month. <laughs> That's Every, right. Got and in got, shape just like that. Got tans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Then it didn't get picked up. Now we're fat again. Yeah. That's what <laughs> happens. Fuck it. Yeah, Fuck but it. Now we're shooting Super Troopers too. So now yeah. we're getting thin Who again. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? I keep putting off the workout. <laughs> uh, I, no, you know what I did though in, uh, in the college one? I, I actually, because it was a college 
It was the College Town Cops. Yeah, yeah, they, they arrested you. Yeah, and so then I, I got out there. I charmed them so much with my personality, they allowed me to go through their... When they took my fake ID, they put it in the... Like a, they had a photo album. I said, <laughs> let me come out and look at all the fake IDs they had taken. It's like, you know... You're seeing all your friends. You're like, oh, I know that guy. Oh, look at that. Oh, look at that fake idea right there. Oh, look at that. All right. But that's that's start. But I ate a lot of ramen. Uh, you know, in my twenties. I bet. In my twenties, everyone I mean, does, right? That should. I would eat it now anyway because it's so delicious. It's high in sodium, man. There's. I know careful. it's high in sodium. That's gotta the problem. be careful. Yeah. I've I've done it, man. I, I got to tell you, just in shooting this. In fact, when Esteban finished shooting this cover, he goes, "Hey, bro, he goes, hey, are we uh, we're done now? Like, you think you got the you got the shot? I'm like, well, I looked at all your stuff. It looks great. Oh, great, homie. And I looked back, and motherfucker had a fork and was eating that ramen. It's on the cover. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got I got pictures <laughs> of it. Motherfucker just dipped down and started eating that ramen. <laughs> Basically, dipped into the model. That's oh, hysterical. Yeah. Well, fuck. It looks delicious. I mean, right yeah, on that I mean, fucking a, picture. That's a heaping bowl of ramen right <laughs> yeah. there. I like this one. This is this is the Shia LaBeouf uh, entry here. Okay. Arab Breed Sense. His first thing is, I have been incarcerated five times. Okay. The first time I was only nine years old. Holy shit. So fucking... he, he was incarcerated nine years old? Yeah. Really? Oh, he, he stole no, Nike Cortezes. That's what I wore when I was uh, okay. in middle school. The white ones with the red stripe. Okay. That's the Nike Cortez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm familiar with those. Sure. Yeah. That shit was about to Tujunga, Tujunga California. Game Boy. He stole a Game Boy Pokemon from Kmart. Okay, and that's where he started eating ramen? Uh, and, well, in juvie? Here it seems like uh, a third time he was 20 in Van Nuys, he tried to stab his neighbor and he spent two days in jail. Okay, so, mm. so now well, he's getting into Okay, it. now he's getting so up there. He's, getting he's, he's all yeah. in it. He's, he's, he's insanely accountable. <laughs> yeah. I like, by the way, I, I like how you said you, you, like, uh, you, know, you didn't uh, have a recipe. It seems to me what you're saying, if I read between the lines, is that when you're in prison, people cooked for you. <laughs> right? I, I'd like to think. Uh, but, you know, I'm a team player. Man. I like to get my hands dirty, truth told. Yeah. I'm like the guy on set. If we're falling behind, I'll pick up and move a Jenny or run cable. Or I don't give a fuck. I yeah. like being part of the part No, of the me too. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. kind of the way it's we fine. started. You know, It's like you're, you're making your own shit. So you're well, moving I set own. up all the mics early this morning. And, um, thank you. Clifton, thank you. Uh, clear some of the hard drives for you guys. Thank you, man. We appreciate labeled that. Them, labeled them to get you. Um, can I ask? So we met on Freeloaders, right? Yes, sir. Which was a movie we made. It's kind of a, a semi-autobiographical Adam Duritz movie. And now, were you were you friends with Duritz beforehand? Mm-hmm. Like, you knew him, right? I did know him. Where did you know him from? What is your... Uh, you know, it's just a scene, man. You know, back in the day, we had a big scene where we were hanging out at, you know, the Formosa Cafe. Sure. And yeah. Jones and Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. You know, all the old times. And, um... It was just dope to really connect on that film and kind yeah. of really get into it. We, did you audition for it, or did he ask you to do it? I I, I think uh, my manager reached out, and I, I, I was reading the breakdown. It said yeah. Adam Dirtz was producer. So I, you know, people throw my friends' names around all the time, yeah. whether it's Adams or Sam Jackson's or right. whoever. Because you know everyone. You fucking know everybody, dude. I know. That's what people say. But I don't think I know everybody, but I, I know <laughs> some people. Pretty fucking close, man. I know man. some people. Yeah. So uh, I reached out. Uh, I I didn't even have Adam's number, so I reached out and means to get a hold of him. I said, yo, are you producing this movie? Is this real? Yeah. If it is, I'll consider it. If not, then obviously I'm not going to consider sure, it. Sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm totally. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm in then. You, whatever you want, I'm in. At yeah. that point, you know, I, I learned long ago that, uh, you know, everybody's trying to make something in this town. Yeah. And it's dope when you have friends that you really enjoy working with. Yeah, and, and hanging you, with. You and... appreciate who they are as people. And they're your friends. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's like uh, a lot of times you don't even know what the content needs to be. If it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. And if you know them, you know it's going to be pretty fun. But what is cool is like you're at a position where you do major kind of studio stuff and then you come and do like a, you know, whatever that movie was, a million bucks, two million bucks. It's a, like a real, yeah. real low budget. They didn't pay me that much. They didn't pay you. Yeah. No, they paid me. No, they didn't pay me anything. <laughs> yeah. No, it was like, you know. Nobody got paid anything for that movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it I was, got to meet you. I've been fan of you guys since uh, Beer Fest and Super Troopers. Oh, thank I mean, you, man. Thanks, man. So it's just fun. It's funny. I was uh, sitting with Slash in the studio room, and um, he's doing this crowdfunding for his second movie that he's yeah. producing. Yeah, yeah. 
and, and he was like, you know, Cliff, because we didn't have this social media we had back in the day. I couldn't, you yeah. know, I couldn't contact guys I was, yeah. I was a fan of. And, and, and when I, my fans reach me, I, I see myself in them. Yeah. You know, we were so blessed. And I've had this conversation with, with many of my friends, Mike Judge, too, um, when I hooked him up with Cheech again, Cheech Marin. Yeah. yeah. It's like we're so blessed to be in a business where you can be fans of your friends and admirers of your friends and vice versa. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing worse than having a friend in this business not talented. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is uh, my other buddy. Yeah. yeah. We won't talk about his work. But that is what's fun it. about the, the social media. It's fun about doing this podcast, too, is like uh, uh, you do get to sit down with people that in another world or another time maybe you wouldn't have connected with you would have admired them from afar but not necessarily right? interacted with them I would you know like to face palm you guys yeah. yeah get away get away <laughs> these crackers get away from yeah. me yeah no it's cool though I mean it's like uh, I, I, I try to make a, a effort to like interact with the people on Twitter. Oh, there's nothing like great fans. I, I don't like I don't do well passive aggressiveness because I feel like I'm talking to my mom again. Yeah, but uh, I, some of the great I got some beautiful, beautiful fans. Like I'm really very, very grateful for so many of them. Yeah, yeah, us too. We we I don't find that there are any like you know trolly hostile types on our on our Twitter. I site. haven't seen, it's but maybe we block them. Friendly. Or maybe block them all. I've had like one or two. <laughs> I've had battles with one or two, and you know it's like you try to resist, and they just keep coming. Oh, at you. You're like, all right, sure. Bro, fuck, I'm getting sure. Do you have people that come at you at Twitter? But then sometimes you get that creative funny bone going where you can undermine sure. and kind of pretend like you're being serious, but you're totally not. So it's yeah. fun for us creatively to like – that was my defense as a kid with my asshole stepdad. was like you know, killing with humor that he didn't understand, but I was laughing my ass off. Right. Yeah. And after a while, like, you're fucking with me, Weddle. You're fucking with me. No, I'm totally – I'm like eight. I'm serious, Dad. That's the gas line. Turn it to the left. You're fucking with me. No, I'm totally serious. I find up. like uh, – and, and maybe you run into this more – is that uh, – Whenever you uh, put an opinion, though, on, on Twitter, whether it's a political opinion or some sort of social issue or whatever it is, that's when you open yourself up for more people coming at you. Oh, for sure. I a mean, lot of times. Do you find just, that? I do. I'll, I'll post uh, – I like to post meaningful things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I looked at your Twitter feed. I mean, you know, there's a lot of cool shit on there, you know? Yeah, and controversial yeah, stuff. And, yeah. And mind you, you can understand, I, I'm still very connected to the streets in so many ways. So yeah. even at a young age – um, and my cousin as well, who's now a sergeant in Oakland, mm -hmm. but he too was privy to the stuff. So going into the neighborhoods and stuff, I, I saw at a very young age how cops treated people in the hood very different from the people that I, I went to school with. Yeah. And, you know, people that, you know, my grandfather, when he was younger, he saw a lot of race. I mean, kids getting lynched in Texas and this yeah. and that. Yeah. But then when he became a contract player for John Wayne, I said, Grandpa, yeah. I, said, I said, what about the racism prior to, to 1953 before the Groucho Marx show? He goes, what are you kidding me? He goes, he goes once John Wayne became my boss he's like who the fuck wants to mess with duke <laughs> yeah. like, anybody's got anything to say to me now yeah. anybody yeah nobody but that's cool. i mean how many films did your grandfather do with john wayne well he did real bravo he did real bravo yeah. high and the mighty um the chisholm mcclintock and then duke would lend him out to the studio to do films like and so he was under contract through uh john wayne's company and okay a bat jack productions okay um you know, he was in a contract at the same time that's where he became friends with Dennis Hopper and James Dean and Nick Adams. Right, right. Um, and, he, and his his name is Pedro, Pedro Pe Gonzalez Gonzalez. Pedro Gonzalez Gonzalez. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And his story about the the Groucho Marx story is hilarious. Like I was I was reading about it and laughing. What's the what is it? Oh, have you guys not seen it? Oh, you got to hear Adam. Adam Duritz calls it the greatest uh, TV hijacking in just the history of television. Oh, really? Yeah. My, okay. grandpa, my grandpa was so afraid to even do the show because he couldn't read or write. Yes. Yeah. He started performing from the age of seven. Yeah. Uh, much like Sammy Davis. And um, 
uh, he told my grandma, he goes, they asked me to come to this game show, and I don't know what to do. I said, you want me to bring my, my act, my routine, my jokes, my, my musical act, my frying pans, my musical body? Like, no, none of that. You just come. Yeah. Just come. to what? He goes, just talk. He goes, talk. He goes, I barely speak English. <laughs> you know, those are my, my ten, my hundred words of my vocabulary. You just heard them all. Yeah. So my grandma said, just go. So they gave him a, a plane ticket. He cashed it in for a bus ticket. Okay. <laughs> and he gave my grandma the difference to feed the family. That's and great. And he took a Greyhound bus uh, all the way to the bus station. It just got turned down, built down on Coenga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Druggies, yeah, and then walked to uh, NBC Studios and and did it. And next thing you know, he finagled his way in through Grouch Show and ended up dancing, singing, telling jokes. And he was a go to, like he was a he was the go to Mexican guy, right? Yeah. I mean, at that after point. the Groucho Marx show, yeah. William Morris uh, sought him out and signed him up for Telegram. I still have the original Telegram framed right on my wall when William Morris sent me a Telegram. Yeah, 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 in the nineties to That's also awesome. be signed. Yeah. <laughs> and did you? And obviously, you showed that to your grandfather. That must have been a great moment. Uh, he had already passed. Oh, he had. Yeah, but it's it, uh, other people see it. It's, it's hard. Like I, I, I thought I had another stalker. I'm like, oh god, I got a freaking envelope that just says Clifton on it without an address. Right. I'm like, oh shit, who's after me now? Like some chick or, and I opened it up and it was a telegram <laughs> yeah. from the Wayne Morris agency saying looking forward to working the next. They don't generation. send those anymore, you know. They, I, well, they they, they, went, they, they had to, they had to work hard to find a telegram. Oh, they did it on purpose, yes, sir. Oh, I thought you were saying like you know they found somebody that delivers telegrams because when we started working, it was pre-email. You know what I mean. Yeah. So did you. When you yeah. We did. I remember setting yeah. up my email account and resisting. I was like, ah, come on. I don't want to do it. And one of you guys, maybe it was Shander Sekar, was like, sure. oh, I'll show you how to do it. It's, and like, uh, I was like, ah. Yeah, and CAA would send us letters and shit like that. Yeah. And fucking, uh, right? I mean, that's just the way it was. <laughs> You're like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay, so it was, a, it was an intentional thing. Representative of uh, the telegram thing. Yeah, they were just be, they knew about they knew That's about my awesome. grandfather's uh, telegram. Those agents are okay sometimes. You know the, that agent was very very loving. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I miss working with them. No, okay. I, I, sorry, I, sorry ha- I have the dialogue. I've been I've been looking here for the dialogue okay, okay. between your grandfather and Groucho Marx. Can I read it? Sure. Okay. Okay. So he goes on uh, Groucho Marx quiz show. You bet your life under the name Ramiro G Gonzalez. Okay. Uh, and Groucho Marx says, "What does the G stand for?" And he says, "Gonzalez." Uh-huh. And then he explained that both his parents had been surnamed Gonzalez before being married. So Marx asked, well, what does your wife call you? And Ramiro or Gonzalez? And he said, she calls me Pedro, which triggered audience laughter. And then he danced. And this is scripted or is this? No. Is this, okay. Cuff. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And then said, uh, Groucho Marx said to him, you know, Pedro, we could do a great act together. We could make a fortune in vaudeville, you and I. What would we call our act, you know, if we went out together? The two hot tamales? And Pedro says, uh, Gonzalez, Gonzalez, and Marx. <laughs> and then Groucho Marx says, "That's a good billing. Two people in the act, and I get third place." Yeah, so that's pr- that's pretty great. That's and then a, that's, that's uh, he amazing. got my grandmother actually gave me the original reel to reel recording. Oh wow! And, and back then uh, they they did the radio first, and then they did television the next day, and they would edit it. So the the original the television broadcast that you can find on YouTube, um, it's got him singing a little bit, but in the reel to reel he sings a whole song. Wow! And I I, I got my grandfather's reel to reel to take it apart just to figure out how it works and, and lube it all up to make sure it worked, replace some of the bands. Yeah, I'm literally just just Mickey Mouse in this thing and trying to fix it. And I did yeah. all, right, all, right. all in a night. And I played it, and to hear it for the first time, like maybe four That's months amazing. ago. And he's like, he starts to sing the Rancho Grande, and he stops when he goes, "Hey, uh, don't you have a band here or something?" <laughs> and Groucho laughs. He goes, "All right, boys, hit it! One, two, three. And they go, "Bump, bump, bump." They just jump into it. Oh, wow. really? He just starts wailing. <laughs> yeah, you guys, I got to have you over the house. That's awesome. That's, That's hysterical. Sick. That's awesome. It's nice. It's like I've been talking. My my dad's eighty three now. Okay. Actually, it's his birthday today. But hey, hey, happy birthday! Happy birthday, Carlos! Happy birthday. And uh, he was. We were talking about the fact that, like, 
you know, when he's growing up, even when I was growing up, it's like, you know, the evidence is uh, is scarce, you know, film. I mean, sure. They're, now you fucking take pictures of your kids every second. Yeah, that's the great video, thing. Video, your phone, whatever it is. You hope, yeah. they, they, you hope they appreciate it. You hope yeah. they appreciate the access to their Maybe. history. Maybe. Yeah. Like, you know, there's probably like 20 photos of me or like 30 <laughs> photos of me growing up. <laughs> me too. Right, yeah, right, very many. right. Yeah. Right. See, Aristotle doesn't even know. He's, he grew up in the digital age, this guy. Oh, yeah. He's he's cutting together a family <laughs> film right now. I always feel like a loser when they say, hey, Clifton, now we need some photos of you when you're a kid for this uh, this shot. Here. Right. And I'm like, oh, great. Like, yeah, let me let me show you the five that you can pick from. <laughs> yeah. Like, and your mom didn't movie. take pictures of you? I'm like, oh, salt on the wound. No, she didn't. That bitch didn't take pictures of me. She didn't like me. I'm a Collins Jr. She hated my dad. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, <laughs> Don't hate me. Love me. Please love me. Love me. <laughs> I was asking my dad this morning. I was like, can I get a... Uh, I want to post a photo of the two of us uh, when we were younger together. I was like, do you have anything? Because I don't have anything. And he's like, uh, no, I don't have anything. Let me, <laughs> let me, let me check on this. It's so sad. We, like, there's, there's nothing. There's I know. Nothing. Now I've got, 5, yeah. pictures. I've got 5,000 pictures of me and Holy my kids. Shit. I'm like, uh, you know, I've got 50 photos of the exact <laughs> of the kids like moving, you know, to the, to the right. <laughs> um, I want to ask you a question because I, 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 you know, I want to talk about some of these movies Please. that you've done. But you've done so many freaking movies. And and just uh, Capote, Traffic, Pacific Rim, Star Trek, Transcendence, Sunshine Cleaning, uh, all, tons of TV, uh, uh, The Blacklist, Shield. I just saw you on Ballers, right? Mm. Um, now here's what I want to know, right? Because we we are all working this business. You have been in so much stuff. Like what? What is the trick, man? Like, are you the greatest auditioner in the world? I mean, you're a great actor. Well, I, I, but like, are you? Do you have like when you go in there? Like, is there a trick to getting these parts in these movies? Or because because before, and before you answer, because it's also like you're not you're going out for all kinds of roles. Yeah. So across the spectrum, like you're not being typecast now. Yeah, now. It, it, yeah. It, it didn't welcome that. Believe me. Yeah, of course. They sure. Put me in the old Mexican box. Right. <laughs> but like my favorite things are like okay, Sunshine Cleaning, the character mm. you play that Winston guy, like. You're so great in that fucking movie. Thank like you show up because, but you're because you're such a good guy, and you're used to seeing you in whatever traffic or whatever it is, Capote or whatever it is, where there's some part to you where you're not a good guy, and you saw you in Sunshine Clean, and I'm like, holy shit, Clifton is fucking great in this movie because he's such a nice guy. But like that shows the spectrum of what you do, and it's that. it's hard. I mean, we get pigeonholed, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you not get pigeonholed? Uh, you just got to fight the grain, and you got to hope to have some money put away so you can <laughs> some fuck you money so you can say no to the gig. Yeah, you I know, guess I, so. But you still have to walk into those audition rooms, don't you? I, I do. Uh, you know, I'm not afraid to audition. Look, yeah. at the end of the day, and I, I try to tell younger actors this, and it's just so important. Look, if, if if you really love acting, if you truly, truly love it, if you're doing it for the glory and not the fame, which is is so fleeting. Uh, go on there and show that you love it. Go yeah. on and, and, and perform for the sake of performing. Like, but what, like, like what does that mean specifically? It means, it means, like, what is it? It means identify with the character to the yeah. point that you love this character, that, that you see yourself as this character, yeah. and, and research the fuck out of it. Make sure you have enough time to prepare. Yeah. You know, I, I like to do a little bit of the wardrobe. I like to do... A, so a, you're a guy who gets dressed up in the costume before you go bit, in there. A little bit, just a smidge. Okay. I mean, I've gone overboard, but did you sure, in, we did all you go, have. Did we you do have. the Romulan? Did you dress up as a Romulan <laughs> for J.J.? I did, and that's how I got the role. No, actually, J.J., JJ called me at home. I heard rumors that that he might be calling me. Okay, and then he called me and he says, uh, "Hey, Clifton, so it's JJ." I'm like, "Hey, man." He goes, hey, "Listen, I don't know if you know this. I'm, I'm doing Star Trek." Yeah, I heard. Congratulations, it's really good. And had you'd yeah. worked with him before in uh, Alias. Alias, right? Actually, okay, he had written a, a character based off the Frankie Flowers role in Traffic oh, okay. for okay. Alias. Yeah, and he modeled the character after that character. And then he was asking uh, Veronica 
Collins Rooney. Yeah. Uh, if if the, you think there's any possibility <laughs> that they might be able to to get me if 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 Clifton Collins Jr. is is even doing TV, and he goes, oh, he'll totally do this. Right. He goes, what do you mean he'll do this? Are you sure? He goes, yeah. He goes, I, he had no idea that she was my sister. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and then she kind of kind of forced the hand too because I wasn't really entertained too much television. Yeah. Um, but you know, JJ's a badass, and that show's badass. Yeah. And, so that's how I got into that. And then he called me about uh, the Romney. He goes, yeah, he's kind of a space pirate. Like, we're not really done yet. I, I, it's maybe the alter ego yeah. of the captain. And I'm not sure. So I really Were you like, a Star Trek guy? Were you? Actually, none of okay. us were. Okay. None of us were until we yeah. saw that film. And, right. And we were all blown away. Um, so uh, I was like, yeah, JJ, wow, that's, uh, that's really cool. Like, listen, man, I, mm, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Can I call you back? You're supposed to say yes. I'm just kidding you, bro. Of course yeah. I'm going to do it. That's awesome. I know what it is. I'm in. Yeah. I'll do anything with JJ. It's pretty badass. Yeah. Yeah. And so and so that was pre- must have been pretty fun. Put the Romulan thing on. The and, Romulan and studying yeah. the, the Romulan. And and, uh, and who? Eric Banner. Was Eric Banner was the oh, captain? Eric, yeah. Man, so much fun working. That guy's yeah. so fun. I mean, his yeah. background's in comedy. Yeah. That's the thing about Eric Banner. It's like we went to Australia and we did some promotion down there. And we walked into a comedy club and there's a picture of Eric Banner on the wall. And you're like, what's the deal with this? And it was like, oh, Eric Ben is a stand-up comic. Yeah. And then, like, I, I we love Bronson. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and I was like, well, what was the what was the it was Chopper? Chopper. Oh, right. Chopper. So Bronson Chopper was the uh, Hardy's Tom Hardy. Right. 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 Yeah. And so, like. You know, Chapa. you're like, oh, I didn't realize Eric Banner was a fun. But everyone I talked to says Eric Banner's a super funny dude. Yeah, but I don't even. Th- has he done any comedies? Well, he did uh, the Sandler uh, Apatow one. Oh yeah, funny people. Funny people, okay, right? But yeah. he wasn't necessarily. Fu- I mean, he's funny. Life, he's but- hilarious. Yeah, yeah, that's what I hear. When he's a badass motorcycle racer, and he's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Okay. But so wait, and go- he's a Romulan. But going back to Kevin's Kevin's question, so Uh-oh. you know, and the and the the typecasting and mm-hmm. the auditioning at some point. You broke out of that. You, you, I did. I, you know, I think Tigerland, the the Joel Schumacher yeah, film, yeah. and uh, Mally Finn, rest in peace. Mally Finn had an insane eye for discovering all kinds of talent from to- Colin Farrell. Yeah, well, that movie, yeah, Colin Farrell. Yeah, and and so uh, I, you know, I, I'd read this, and I've got a you know, my dad was in Vietnam. My, my whole family served. My grandfather was in Korea. My, all my uncles were in Vietnam. My yeah. dad, and um, you know, I read this role, and I just wanted to go after it. And and if you if you go in there and you perform it, uh, you don't give a good read. Yeah, you give a good performance. Just have you know, yeah. Have, yeah. A, have a blast performing, and it'll keep you from getting bitter. Because if you set your rewards on they're going to give it to me, versus I'm going to do a badass performance. Yeah, because you you know how it feels when you're on stage or you're doing a scene and you rock yeah. it out of the fucking, you knock it out of the park. You're yeah. like hell yeah, you're like high fiving and all this other shit. That's that's the reward right there. Sure. Yeah. You know, I'll go home and have a dinner and like ah, I that's a great this. point. That's a great point because like, really right now we get caught up in the. The and just the pain, yeah, the pain and ass of it too. It's like you go there, and there's 20 other dudes sitting in the room, and you got to you got to distinguish yourself from those guys, and and then you it's it's you well, know 80 percent failure, 90 percent failure, you know 98 percent failure, it could be 100 percent victory <laughs> if you study your ass off and you right. aim for that sure. badass performance. But sure. I, you know the, my, my, the thing that always pisses me off is that I get you know 12 pages the night before an audition. They yeah, say I'll say no. Okay. Sorry, if you want a creative meeting and I'll break it down and talk about it creatively, and I've gotten quite yeah. a few films that way as well. Right, but uh, where you say no, I'm not going to audition, but I'll talk to you about the movie. Uh, yeah, if, if it's a, re- a, a director I respect, yeah. a project that I'm passionate about, well, that 
that director deserves the respect of me giving a, yeah, a, a thought-out, sure. planned performance and yeah. not some half-assed, I wing this together two hours before. I mean, 12 pages Twelve pages would take me like a good three days of dedicated studying. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, you wind up th- then, you know, like I'm like, I just have to get the lines down. Yeah, or, yeah. I'll pick, or I'll pick, if there's three scenes there, I'll pick like the money scene. Like, oh, I can read a scene and be like, this is the scene where they drop tears or this is where they laugh their asses off or yeah. this is where like, oh my God, I hate your guts so much, I want you in my movie. Yeah. You know, it's like sometimes I'll like, like there's like filler scenes like we don't really need to do that and, and will like you do that will you go in there oh, saying, yeah, i'm not gonna read these scenes but on the same note, do they get pissed or what well, it's, it's, it's you gotta finesse it yeah, so sure. the first couple times might not go so good yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 i mean you know i've had people like uh, yeah <laughs> i've got some of those tales too yeah but i've also said uh you know, there's been money scenes like with giant monologues where I'm dying, convulsing on the floor. We're like, oh, by the way, we're not going to be doing this last scene. I'm like, whoa, that's the money scene. I'm sorry. Uh, we're absolutely going to be doing that scene. Right. But don't worry about it. I'm not going to be flopping on the floor like all the other actors did. Right. Like I knew like the, the fear was watching actors convulse on the floor because that's probably what the actors thought was the, buy- the selling point. Sure, sure. Yeah. Whereas in the selling point was the monologue of getting to that place. Yeah, yeah. And when I did it, the director stood up and applauded me and asked me to do it the second that's time great. for callbacks. Which one was that for? It was a movie i didn't get because of, uh, well here's something else you run into when you do those sure. kind of performances um you're gonna have uh producers or actors that are also producers yeah uh, be a little fearful sure yeah be a little scared yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. right you know so that was that case have okay. you been in an audition room and and, and made them angry i've, I've, situation I've where they've... made them jump yeah for sure. Yeah. I think every actor, whether it's Judd Nelson, or Jacob Vargas, we, like, we've got all funny stories. Yeah, everyone's got the good audition story. Oh, yeah, man, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. yeah, but like, you know, for a guy like you, I feel like you're definitely a guy who makes an impression. And that that's part, you know, that's part of it to get into that room and make that impression. Sure. Like I'm, you know, you know what? And and now now I like to come to a place where uh, I can have a, a creative sit down. We could talk about the scene, or I that's because you're offer only now, dude. Part. You're offer you're offer only now, dude. Well, no, no, <laughs> I, I do get some offers. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's sometimes it, it's funny because you know the, we live in a times where money is so scarce and money means so much. So even yeah. even like, hey, can you play a gay coked out assassin? Uh, well, I can shoot you footage from traffic. We need the same audition. Uh, okay, that's five Oscar noms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we got we got Soderbergh. Yeah, he's got to come in audition. Yeah, yeah. What's this guy done? Oh, he's just out of film school. He's great. He's he's gonna be the next thing. I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. But if you want it, and there's the other there's other great actors involved, yeah. and you'll be willing to uh, put your ego aside and go in and just you know, say fuck it, perform. Yeah. yeah, you know. And also, I you know I I don't want to work with any you know first time director new guy. I, I want to know if he's qualified to, to carry the ball as well because sometimes you have great new collaborators i just worked with this great uh this this, this director i think is going to be pretty awesome in this new film called trans pecos okay yeah, yeah I was which is about that which i cut my hair for right yeah. playing the border patrol guy right um, and so that's about guys your border patrol agents on this on the u.s side or the mexican side the u.s side, okay and i'm the senior agent okay yeah. and i had a fantastic tech um sam sadler retired tech who'd been uh, he joined the board patrol when he was 18 okay Just, the guy's got so much integrity he's like a modern day steve mcqueen is yeah, yeah. Told me, badass never drew his pistol once okay. not even once but when you hear his stories you swear to him he goes son he goes we have the spirit of the law <laughs> and we have the letter of the law yeah. right. there is no gray right black 
why? <laughs> and so he was like a, he, he was a consultant for you guys. Oh, or for sure. And yeah, I, yeah. I just I, I you know I think part of uh, part of being a good actor is learning how to use your resources. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we're in a business where oftentimes you're elevated straight to the top doll, the top FBI guy, the top SWAT guy, the guy, the top SWAT guy, or the top uh, you know Black Hawk Down guy, the guy that was in Black Hawk Down, the guy you get to talk to is there. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's like you're not just talking to grunts or new jacks or any of this stuff. So people don't understand like, oh, you're just an actor. I'm like, yeah, I'm just an actor that. Talk to the dude and hangs out with the guy that was there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, for the last three months, you know, fourteen hours a day. So yeah. I might know a little more than you might know, yeah. in spite of your. Did experience. you just finish shooting that movie? Or I did. I did just finish it, and then um, I drove in and had a meeting with the uh, the creatives on Westworld. Yeah, because uh, you're in the new Westworld series, right? That's right. Which is HBO. <sighs> oh yeah. Is JJ Abrams again? Uh, JJ is one of the producers. Uh, 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 Nolan Jonathan's in it. Uh, he's part of it. Who else? Um, Ed Harris. Ed Harris. Anthony uh, Hopkins. James Marsden. James Marsden, who I've known yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Great guy. It's so great to see him again. Now he's got a family. Uh, 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 Jeff Wright. Yeah. Um, and what are you? What are you doing in Westworld? What do you? Um, well, I'll tell you what. Oh, you're not allowed to tell I me. I can tell you what's out in the press. Okay. <laughs> well, you but, shot the pilot, right? And that's uh, it. I'm not in the pilot. Okay. Uh, I'm like an addition after the pilot. Okay. So and, it's picked and up the, and it's gone. Oh, it is picked yeah. up. All right. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, that pedigree. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, boy, I tell you, being on the opposite end of, uh, of of Ed Harris is a definition of true movie magic. To see no yeah. shit, wow. his moments of of this, just this uh, this this back and forth between two outlaws of him just shooting it at me, it's just like truly magical. I had a yeah. moment where I just sat back, looked at him, and he turned around, and looked back, and said, "Dude, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I gotta give it up. I'm gonna bow down. I Fucking wish Ed I know the audience will enjoy it vicariously just by watching on the screen. Yeah. But I wish I could have had like a fucking POV cam in my yeah, eyeballs. Yeah. Sure, got it right from those steely blues. Yeah. Is it intimidating? I mean, bam, you, you've bam, worked bam. with so many people, but is that intimidating? It's that, intimidating. Like that? It is intimidating, but it's intimidating as as uh, Lawrence, the the outlaw. Yeah, it's intimidating for him, but he's got his own outlawing to do as well. Right. And he'll come back with his own stuff. So that was fun, too. I had my moments where Ed turned around, looked at me, and ran over and kicked me right in the shin and gave me the old Ed Harris nod like, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. And so, wait, you're not, you can't tell, say who your, what your part is? Um, I play Lawrence. Okay. But you can't say anything more about that, what that part uh, is. We just like to do a little outlawing. Okay. okay. Just yeah. And you're going to go, you? actually, today, go up and ride some horses. Yeah, I think they're going to test me with a... a powerful more stronger horse. okay and you've ridden before <laughs> oh yeah yeah i think most mexicans have if they have it, you throw them on suddenly you know how to ride it's natural it is natural it's in the blood it is so, Aristotle, have you ridden horses yes yes okay i uh i uh almost rode a horse when i was a kid uh the horse was named nuts <laughs> okay and I, I still remember seeing the whites of its eyes it was it was bucking and its eyes its eyes were rolling back in its head as it bucked was okay. he looking at you over his, his shoulder when you know they go they look over like this and they they look at you and they go. Oh, he's looking at me sideways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had <laughs> it happen once. I was three, and they were. They Whoa. thought that was the horse I should get on, and I've never. I'm done. Since then, you've never ridden a horse, really? Never. Really? Really? Huh? Okay. Yeah. I had a polo horse take off on me in a TV show I was doing. You, were you playing a polo player? I was playing polo, uh, which is a very different saddle. There's no horn, and you got a long stick that's strapped to your arm. Right. Yeah. And this is a muscular, fast motherfucking horse. Yeah, right. Yeah. And there's all real polo players. I'm like, and, and I, I'm all about preparation. So I asked her, I said, hey, I want to meet this horse. I want to hang out with him. I want to get to know him. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Way before we started shooting, if you could do that, then I'll do your pilot. Yeah. Right. And that was it, because there's a danger in it. You can't just jump on a horse and start, suddenly start polo riding. Sure. So I got to know this horse, and it was really great because the guys that were, that owned the horse were taking me had done like, I, I like done like twelve things with my grandfather. Yeah. Like you don't ride, son. You're Gonzalez, Gonzalez's grandson. We're gonna fix that. <laughs> Grandpa's gonna be proud of you when you leave here. No reason to goddamn hell you should not be able to ride a horse. Old grizzly, old like 
Hard ass fucking right. yeah. Right. Will you have your own horse for Westworld? Like a horse that's your horse? I'm gonna have yeah, my horse. Okay. But uh in, in this thing, yeah, the horse, uh, the director just didn't know horses and kept like cut and was just very abrasive with the horse and the horse at one moment just said, Fuck this bullshit. Yeah. And like kinda like looked at me over the ho- shoulder and was like, You ready for this? Kinda gave me one of those looks. Yeah. Like that and just turned around and just went full blown like <laughs> like Hollywood racetrack race sprint. Yeah. Just Jesus. Wham and then I saw all the polo guys like, Oh shit, there's a dead actor on a horse. You know, the producer's wow. like, uh-oh, dead actor on horse. And I was like, Clifton, you're either going to drop this mallet and jump the fuck off or grab this bitch and show her who's the man. There you go. And? and I grabbed the bitch and show her. I said, I said what? Well, just grabbed her. I pulled with everything. One bitch. She's like, what? It was like that Blazing Saddles where the horse like almost sits on its hinds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, what? Like, <laughs> no. Not on my watch. Holy shit. That's now, terrifying. Uh, it was scary. I don't want to go down this road. Do it. But- are you going to be a robot in that thing? Uh, I'm not going to. Are we allowed to discuss that? I don't know. Watch me ride that horse. You tell me. Is Ed Harris the Yul Brenner character? Or? Ed Harris has uh, very much <laughs> traces of Yul Brenner. Okay. Actually, you know what? There's a teaser, I think, that's online that is bad. Okay, to so the people bone. go look at that. Okay. Oh, wait, wait. I'm I, watch I, I was a huge Westworld guy, so I'm excited. Oh, my God. That. Michael Crichton? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm excited for that. And Ed Harris, too. Oh, Ed I Harris, love too. Ed Harris. He actually came, he came to our school to speak. He did. I, I was when we were in. We were in college. Yeah, yeah he was friends with uh, the, the theater director. Yeah. Oh, what yeah. school was that? Colgate, was Colgate University. Upstate New York. Colgate? Yeah. Okay, I'll tell him you guys said hello. Yeah. Yeah, he came up with Amy Madigan. His, yeah. Are they still together? I don't. He didn't say her name. Okay. Okay. And uh, he was great. He was yeah, great. He was friends with Blake, Peter Blakey. That's who he was friends with. Oh, okay. I thought it was Atlee Sproul, no? Mm, no. No, it was Blakey. Uh, yeah, he, he just came and spoke to a group of kids. It was impressive. What do we know what it was? It was right around uh, when the... Um, What's the uh, nuclear uh, holocaust uh, apocalypse? Fukushima. No, movie. The, the, the day, day after. after. The day after. Because she was in that. Well, the day after came out. Oh, no, it was Jackknife. Okay. Jackknife. Jackknife. Was, and, then they, and then they screened Jackknife. They screened Jackknife with De Niro and uh, Ed Harris. You're right. Yeah. Um, and then? And then nothing. I mean, uh, <laughs> and we thought it was really cool. We, it was cool. <laughs> no, I asked him some questions. I remember asking him when he, uh, the, the first time he felt that he made it was. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, he, he said, okay, that's a tough question. Yeah, it is. Because um, he said there were he said, Go fuck yourself. He said there were different levels. No, he was so cool and gracious. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> he was so cool and gracious. I love that. I love that dude, man. That dude that is, is, cool. is, is versatile and tough and sensitive. Like, he's, right. He's so cool. No, for sure. Comments. Yeah. Can I ask about capote? Yeah, I'd love to. I, I can't say it any other way. Actually. Capote? Capote. Yeah, that's how the Mexicans do it. Yeah. yeah. Dígame de capote. Capote. <laughs> I'm like, it's Truman Capote. Uh, that's, I mean, that's an impressive job you did in that movie. I, appreciate I mean, come that. on. Did yeah, you, you audition for that part? I did. I mean, that must have been a, a hugely sought after part. Uh, apparently it was. I, you know, you really can't think about that stuff because it's just gonna. It's like it, it's like people throwing logs and on the highway while you're trying to speed 120 <laughs> sure, right. miles an hour. Sure. And, yeah. But know, what was it? I mean, when you auditioned, what do you think it was that they saw? Like, what did you do? What? What? How did you get that thing? Uh, I think it was just my pain and being, yeah. being able to own it. I mean, it was it was the confession scene where he sees the photograph. And uh, my sister actually was friends with the ass- casting director's assistant in New York, so she made sure my tape got through because I was shooting yeah. Thief with Andre Brower for FX, yeah, which yeah. I got an, an Emmy nomination for. Yeah, yeah. And this, when the script came to me, yeah. I had that and uh, um, Romero's like uh, Day of the Dead with uh, Dennis Hopper. Yeah. And Dennis is an old friend. I would have loved to have done that. But um, I read these two scripts and thought, oh, my God, Capote is like, Jesus Christ, right. like yeah. Philip Seymour and Chris Cooper. Yeah. Like, I'd love to work with Chris Cooper and Philip. And sure. Philip I'd known since Twister. Yeah. yeah. Rest in peace. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and we played Dusty, and so uh, yeah, I'd read it, and I'd asked my manager at the time. I said, "Look, man, I said this is a heavy role. I, I can't. I'm passionate about this TV show. Yeah, 
which is rare that I get passionate about TV. Like Westworld's something I'm passionate about, and that one clearly. So I said, I can't. It's like cheating on a girlfriend. I got to wait till I'm done to to get this deep on this <laughs> right. kind of thing. It wasn't like right. a, an, an easier comedy I could wing or kind no, of no. That's a dark fucking character, man. Yeah. It was, and it's got an element of evilness to him. Sure. It's got an element to I don't know, you know. Absolutely. So I wanted to look. I said, I need like just give me a couple of days when I get back. Is well, they're going pretty fast, and if you want to lose the role, you better better do it. And I'm like, well, you're my manager. I need peace of mind here. Yeah. And my sister comes. She's like, well, you sound really aggravated. I'm like. I'm just upset. I don't want to do this audition, but I, I want to do it, and I want to do it right. I yeah. can't do it right while I'm here prepping Thief. Right. So I said, right. well, let me call the casting director. I said, no, no, sis, don't. No, no, who is it? I said, someone said, no, let me call her. I know her. No, sis, no. Click, she hung up. Call me back <laughs> and says, when you come home after you're done with Thief, you'll have a week off, and then you can put it on tape here. There you go. I was yeah. like, I ought to give you the 10%. Yeah. yeah. That manager got fired. Okay, oh. okay, okay. Yeah. So did you go on tape? You did it on tape? I went on tape, and then I heard through the grapevine that- uh, That's a harder way even when you get it. Well, then I heard, I heard secretly, and not through my agent at the yeah. time, um, actually my sister told me that the director's going to be coming into town to see a few people. Yeah. Okay. So I and it was be- Bennett Miller? Bennett Miller, yeah. 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 So yeah. I kept studying. I, I started plowing through- uh, um, in Cold Blood. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because, um, you know, it's a beautiful thing when you get to be a part of a movie in the sense that, you know, TV's so fast. I mean, Westworld, I got a little trek, which is nice. So I have time. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's so not the norm. If you're just doing an episodic, you have, or an even independent film, unless you get on early, it's really difficult to have a time to get lost in this environment. Sure. Become seduced yeah. by the character and seduced by, you know, the period and the clothing and the, the, the dialects. Sure. And, and that's fun. That's fun. That's what we yeah. get off on what we do. We have fun yeah. doing it. But if you just like in and now you don't have time to really what was that i want to explore that world more yeah. you know it's like it's the only time i really get to study the way i do so i i, I started to get deep into that and that dude's a ch- torture dude he had a sh- terrible childhood yeah. yeah i mean you know he really did uh, i learned more things that weren't even in that book yeah yeah, yeah horrific i mean look it, it all starts with their ch- when they're children and that's kind of what father greg's thing in homeboy industries yeah. is you can go back and and right the wrongs and, and fix them and when you see some of these kids at homeboy industries and when you hear some of their stories yeah. you're like and you're smiling now, and there's no dark cloud over your head, and yeah. and you've overcome these obstacles. You are a better man than I. I don't know. I mean, there's some of the most you don't you don't think that there's a way back. Yeah, you know, and there is, and yeah. it's through Homeboy, and it's really fascinating. And, and that was my my identification with Perry Smith is is his he he wanted to change, he wanted to come back, but you know, when you've killed people, it, it, there's yeah. no. Yeah, and it's like, what are you going to do now? So, yeah. so I, I knew Bennett was going to come back, and I, I kept studying for the uh, Romero film. And my agent was like, "All right, well, well look, uh, uh, we just found out Bennett's in town, and, and he, he'd love to see you." I'm like, "Oh, when?" I was like, "Like, like in 45 minutes." Like, <laughs> right. Okay. Normally, normally I would have been heated as all get out, but uh, because yeah, really. I, I knew through my sister that he was coming, I didn't even let it phase me. I didn't get pissed. I'm like, "Oh, thank you." I'm like, well, I'm here with George Romero now outside the parking lot, getting ready to do this audition, right. and then he goes, "Well, why don't you leave that?" I said, "No, I'm going to do." that like i prepared yeah i'm gonna go in and do what i said i was gonna do yeah and then when i'm done i'm yeah. gonna drive over and, and do bennett's thing like, yeah. well i'm sorry about the late notes it doesn't matter i'm prepared yeah 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 because yeah, yeah. yeah. you were I, I did it one time yeah, yeah. Okay. and you did it for him one time for one, just him and i in a room he set up the camera and i had a massive breakdown yeah. wow and those are kind of roles i told chris uh chris cooper uh you know because you know I, I i i got super super sober before shooting just to get in touch with my demons even more yeah you know? yeah and, um, you know, it's hard, man. I mean, we're artists, and I think the better artists are going to have the demons. And and yeah. Chris, Chris sat down with me and um, at, at dinner right before we started shooting, like maybe days before, and goes, hey, son. He goes, I've been meaning to ask you, how are you doing with this role? Yeah. And I was a little embarrassed, and I, I was afraid to tell him, but it's Chris Cooper. And I just kind of sat down and looked at him, and I was like, hmm. I said, you know, honestly, Chris, uh, 
I've had a quite, quite a few breakdowns, bro. Yeah. 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 And then he kind of like looked down at his empty plate and he had like a little piece of lettuce that he fumbled with. And, and then he stopped and he looked up at me. And he's like, well, son. He goes, this is the kind of role you're supposed to have breakdowns on. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, all right, Chris, you know what? I, I think I'll have that drink now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Went to the bar yeah. and got trashed with him. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Because, I, yeah. Go ahead. I was just, so like when you're, when you're researching the role, something like that, you're talking about the immersion into it. How deep are you going? Is it like you're not uh, socializing, you know, going to clubs and things like that? Or is Sometimes. it like you're just going nine to five studying and then like, you know, you still separate oh. it? It's like, I mean, I think about your best friend. Like when you're, if you're done working with your best friend at work, you go home and like not ever think about them or not text each other anymore. It's like, it's like I think these characters, especially these kind, they, they, they are your best friend or yeah. like your brother, your closest yeah. brother. And you think about them all the time. And if you're seduced by the world, you're going to partially live, you know, part of your brain in that world. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, you know, when I did 187, I almost got in like three pretty big fights. I was just like, uh, yeah. It's a, it was a very particular thing. Yeah. Seven guys right here on La Brea and, and Sunset, and then another three guys at Van Gogh's here in Venice, and then another three guys somewhere else. It was like, uh, yeah. I remember Freddie Rodriguez, John Ortiz, and I were at a place, and this guy was fucking with Freddie because he was smaller and told him to put this cone on his head. Yeah. Because they gave you these parking cones. Yeah. He was a little dude. So, like, here, put this on your head for a dollar. And I was talking to, to Johnny, and, he, and Freddie was with his wife, and um, I overheard something. It, it didn't sound right. I didn't get the details. And I looked over, and all I saw was Freddie like parallel, or facing him, just shaking his head like, no. Yeah. His wife there and these three bigger guys went like this. And I just said, hold on, John, to, to Ortiz. And I just walked right. My head shaved. I put on some weight. <laughs> right, I was like, right. I was like at a buck 70, yeah. like just dry, heavy iron, yeah. and walked straight up to him. And he's like, he goes, here, put this on your head for a... <laughs> he just turned around, put it away, and shut up. And the bigger guy, who I knew I, I had enough critical distance to, to bob and weave and get at him if I needed to first. Yeah. Because yeah. the little guy I had my eye on. And the bigger guy said, dude, you better shut up, dude. That guy's going to kick your ass. <laughs> then the manager came out and set it all down. But there's these elements that come with you, that come with these characters. That are in, that are in you. Yeah, yeah. And I would never do yeah. anything unjust yeah. or wrong. Yeah. Sure. You know, uh, with the seven guys, they were they were being disrespectful to a, a female uh, actress friend of mine, uh, Tia Tejada. Yeah. And uh, I'd heard them catcall on her and this and that so and there was i could hear how many voices so i i just slowly started to take my jewelry off and put it in my pocket because <laughs> yeah. i didn't want it to break and i knew when i went i had to go big right yeah. now if you were the guy like in sunshine cleaning or if you were playing the guy in like pacific rim at that point then would you have gone and, and got no fight with those guys or no, no? no. <laughs> yeah. not at all right no but okay. okay so then let me ask <laughs> let me ask very you different then. uh yeah, you know worlds yeah. how do you how long does it take you to get out of that because you can't just turn it off then <laughs> you're absolutely right and i've I'm, i still struggle with that a little bit today um you know when i finished capote i jumped right into dirty with cuba gooding jr yeah. film. and um i was like god how am i gonna shake this period of the 1960s and 50s and then suddenly it's contemporary and we're dealing with rampart i wanted to delve into like the actual papers of rampart mm-hmm. which you know the public's not really privy to that's where you get the real dirt, the dirt like right, oh like right. all these dirty yeah. rotten apples a whole right. blot of just a big old rotten you know farmer's market (laughs) they're all dirty it's like chief gates you know the whole nine and um i like i'm saying like please i I was waiting for the the dailies to come back with that make sure they were clean and cool so i stayed up you know i could have went to sleep or i could have went out and hung out at the strip club or whatever and uh i stayed up and waited like near set till 5 a.m like all right we got the dailies back to clean it's good I, I got uh, my hair grown. She just dome me, dome me, and just because my character was no hair. So, right, right. So this is the beginning. I shedded the hair. 
I just started like talking differently. I, I, I delved as quick as I could because I was shooting Monday. Sure, yeah. God. So from Friday to Monday, gears hard. holy, yeah. f- that was a hard. Sh- I was a grinding yeah. the gear. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, when you're doing those scenes in Capote with Philip Seymour Hoffman, right? Those pretty intense scenes. Mm-hmm. Do you guys rehearse them ahead of time? Like, did you guys spend time working them out together, or do you kind of show up on the day and? We had two weeks of rehearsal that were pretty fucking intense. Yeah, yeah, they were really intense. And I remember Bennett and Philip. Um, they promised me that we would never get to the actual confession scene. I okay. Was like, okay. Why? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm down to it. In terms of rehearsal. It. Yeah. Okay. I said I'm I'm down to do it. I said let's. Uh, I'm not afraid. Yeah. No, no. We're gonna say that for the film. Is it's okay? I'm like oh, okay, cool. And you know, you think New York. You think theater. Sure. Yeah. You think uh, you know respect the crowd. You trust falls. And you never <laughs> hit the ground. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, these motherfuckers dropped me hard with a trust sure. fall. Sure. Yeah. They, there was one day where I, I, they were whispering in each other's ear, and the next thing you know, we're rehearsing that scene. We rehearsed it so many times that I was able to kind of – they say you shouldn't do this. Sometimes you can kind of watch yourself while you're rehearsing, yeah. like almost like outside of yourself. Yeah. I don't know what you call that, but they say you shouldn't do that. But there comes a point in time you've rehearsed it so much that you're just trying to not stay – you're trying to just look at it from different angles. Yeah. And I watched them slowly creep to this area that they both promised me we'd never go to. <laughs> yeah. And I was happy to go to, yeah, sure. but they gave me their words. So I'm just writing their word like it means yeah. something because they're New Yorkers and theater people. Yeah. Right. You know, I love these two dearly. I'd do anything for both of them, even – you know. Posthumously, I'd do anything for Philip and his entire family. I've got so much a, a deep, profound love for him. Yeah, I always was. Same for Bennett, who I, I still talk to. Yeah, but man, the the rage of, of betrayal, which is also <laughs> goes with Perry Smith. But you know, was that intentional then? Or? I, I don't really know. But because yeah. you know, I, I, a lot of times I like to explore things that I, I you know sometimes you can learn what you want from a character by exploring those areas that you don't want. Yeah, you know, let me try this. This might not be right. Let me try this. Where I got this idea. Let me fuck with this. Oh, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. Let me get rid of that. Okay, cool. I got uh, A, B, C, D. We can fuck with those. So I had been building all these emotional triggers that hadn't been tampered with or opened at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they're growing hugely every fucking day. Yeah. Because um, as soon as we rehearse, I go home and I'm back in the books. I'm not like doing any fucking sightseeing. I'm, I'm the, my sightseeing's all, <laughs> got all to do with Perry Smith and his yeah. world. Yeah. So uh, yeah, sure enough, they started going, and I had these. Trigger. I've never cried so much in my life. Like I hit a trigger, tears started dropping, like dropping. Not like you see in the movie, like one little tear. They were yeah. like pouring like this water. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going again. Another tear drop. Miss Phillips is some. Another tear drops. Ben's like, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I think that's the turncoat that's talking. Wait a minute, the guy, the fucking traitor. It was a traitor, the betrayer, the this and that. Yeah. I want to kill him. <laughs> you know, like there's this period, there's a cliff, or I don't fucking know anymore. And it's like I'm getting to the, you know, what's the name of the book and da 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 and and bam bam. Bam, 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 bam. And he's like, dog crying. And then finally I had to like, the rage and the pit, the tears were flowing at this right. point. It's like a faucet. I put my hands up in there and I looked at both of them like, I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> I didn't say it. I said it with my eyes and they both yeah. were like, <laughs> right, right. We're done for the day. Right, yeah, and I, right. I, I had to. I, I, the table was so huge I couldn't flip it. It was a giant fucking like fourteen <laughs> foot table. I would have crushed it. I would have broke. If there was a bat, I would have broke the fuck out of it. Right. Yeah. And I, I just went to the side and to the corner. I pu- punched a wall and I, I crumbled and I, I sobbed for like ten minutes. Yeah. yeah. And then when I was done, I, I wiped my tears. Say, all right, guys, uh, you want to do that again? Yeah, let's, let's go. go. Let's right. go. Yeah. No, no, no. We're done for today. I'm like, well, we still got two hours left over. We can rehearse some more if you want to. Yeah. No, no, no. We're done. Okay. <laughs> guys yeah well so now i mean you got a lot of attention for that did uh, did you find that things changed for you um hmm 
I mean, it's it's nice to get the respect and admiration of the community. You know what I mean? I mean, you were but, firmly uh, broken out of the stereotypes then at that point, right? I mean, yeah, because of that role, or you know, and and ultimately at the end of the day, I'm not going to take a role because it's because uh, he's not a gangbanger or he is a gangbanger or because he's white. And I said I'm going to take a role because it challenges me as an artist. Yeah, as it, it, it challenges me in in my comfort zones. It's something I can do that's, that's different or something I've never done before. Yeah, you know, so I, I'd love to have my you know. My James Cagney white heat moment, you yeah. know, playing a gangbanger at this age. I would love that. Yeah, you sure. Know, the right, you give me the right fucking role, I'll kill that shit. Yeah. You know, and obviously I'm still very connected to community. Cartoon's one of my dearest friends, and, and he lives down the street from me as well. We'll go hang out while he's tattooing people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, um, you know, but it, it did. It does help. Again, it's like you still got to fight for those roles. Oh, we're not going to go Latino. We're not going to this or that. But, um, you know, it's, it's nice to have the door. Yeah. You don't have to and kick you have it the resume so now that You have the resume that can help. Was traffic helps. before or after Capote? Traffic was before. Traffic okay. was literally. I, I I'd wrapped. Um, I I had a hard on for Frankie Flowers, and they they kept Debbie Zane kept calling me in to. Uh, you pursued that pretty hard. Is that what you're... I did. Well, the role was yeah. already taken when I was doing. Oh, it was. Okay. Yeah. So how, like, how what happened? Uh, honestly, Moulin Rouge went over like two months. Okay. Okay. And so legs couldn't do it, and, and legs is like my brother, my East Coast brother. Okay. So he was setting the role, and they kept they called me like four times for to, to go for Jacob Vargas's role. Yeah, yeah. And um, I was like, no, no, no. What's Soderbergh? Well, I know it's Soderbergh, but I want the Frankie Flower. Well, it's already Tim. Like I get it. I'm yeah. fine on Tigerland. I'm cool. Yeah. And then my manager called me the last day. And said, You're not going to believe this. They're, they're, they're calling. I started like, what the fuck? Like they like I don't understand. Like how many times do you say no? Like ah, oh, but it's for Frankie Flower. Like what? <laughs> like you're going to have to read on a Saturday. Though. I'm like, I'll read it fucking four a.m. on a Sunday. I don't right. give a yeah, shit. Yeah. Steven Soderbergh and Frankie Flowers. Hell yeah. Sure. Yeah. And you went in and read. You auditioned for oh, it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a actor come out of there. It's funny because you talk about the stereotypes. I had a, a Latino actor come out like, yeah, bro, you know, I came out of there and I'm like, you know, they wanted an accent. I'm like, fuck that, bro. I'm like, I'm not doing an accent for this, bro. Like, like we don't, it's because we're Latino. We don't have accents. I'm like, I, I hear your sentiment and I get your point <laughs> completely, but let's not forget, Frankie Flowers <laughs> is from Mexico. He's from Mexico. Yeah. He right. lives and resides in Mexico. There's a pretty high chance he's got some good accent. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I did the accent. Francisco Flores. Yeah, I yeah. owned it. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't like Frank Flores. Wasn't like Frank Flowers, a.k.a. Francisco Flores. Yeah. And if, if I knew he was going by his alt-English uh, right. American name, right. ooh, he's right. probably worked on Flank, his, Frank Flowers. His, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Frank Flowers here. Yeah. You How call me you? Fran. <laughs> friends call me Fran. But that's a great role, though. That's it a was, great part. It was a great movie. It was, I had all my friends. Emilio Rivera, I, John Cheadle I've known a long time. Yeah. Uh, Louis Guzman. There's so many great pals. But Benicia had known himself seven. Oh really? Oh yeah. Okay. It's just uh, it's just fun when you get to get down on a on a film like that with yeah. with your boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How Jacob Vargas one of my road dogs. Yeah, you brought him to uh, to our telethon. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was funny because like I recognize him, Sons of Anarchy, but I forgot. It's been a while now since I've seen Traffic, but that you know that movie's so good that when you said who he was, I was like, oh my god, yeah, of course it is. You remember everything about that movie? It's sure fantastic. His performance yeah. like Get Shorty or Next Friday. I mean, he wrote all that dialogue for Next Friday. Yeah, that little Joker role. I remember oh, yeah, reading yeah. it, going like, I'm not good. Needs a lot of work. I know, like, but you can make it funny. I'm like, I just rewrote the fuck out of his last gig. I'm tired. Yeah, yeah. I said you, you get that shit, dog. And he went in and rewrote the fuck out. And all those jokes are. That's why him and Steve Carr continue to work after that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he'll bring him like a script that's kind of fun. Like Jacob, you got to make this funny. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Well, you're doing a lot of favorites for old Steve there. 
Yeah. yeah. You know, we, uh, you know, we uh, uh, went down the road. We, we have people on and we say what parts we auditioned for that we lost to them. Yeah. I have one with... Uh, that you lost to Clifton? Yeah. Oh, fuck. This is dangerous territory. Yeah. He doesn't like people. Is this, that is this, no, no. Is I, this no, the I, one that I lost to? The, the, um. No, no, no. No, it's... Well, Clifton's different because... Usually I'll, we'll have like big fat guys on here, yeah. and it makes sense that I. I can gain weight, but like, yeah, you know, dude, this dude, are you it kidding? It's clear that this, this guy was messy. a better guy for the role. Yeah. That's what it comes down like, to. What, what did you? What did you? Audition? It was uh, extract. Oh, I auditioned judge? for the uh, for the you know the forklift uh, guy who loses Step. the nut. Yeah, Step. right. Okay, right. Oh, now he's just the forklift guy. <laughs> 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 yeah, the guy loses the nut. You know, the guy loses the nut. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get it. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen the movie then? I have. Yeah. Because oftentimes I I won't see the movie if I oh, really. No, I always see it. I always I, I'd it. love to see because that's what you learn, man. Yeah. It's like, why did they go with this guy? Was yeah. he better? Because look, hey, there's plenty of roles that I've lost. I'm like, oh, I get it. That guy, I totally would have cast that guy too. He was definitely better. But sometimes, look, there's a lot of politics these days too. Because sure. money's being hoarded. The agencies are hoarding their the you know their little packages. Yeah. And you can't get in to save your life. You know, yeah. your best friends, the director and the producer. You know, yeah. they control this shit. So it's hard now. And it's funny though because I in that uh, I remember it was Mary Verdue. In yeah, that, Mary. Uh, yeah, she's awesome. great. She's done a bunch of our movies, and I I was in her waiting room, and it was all fat guys though. Mm-hmm. It was me. It was uh, Jorge. Um, the guy from Lost. Mm. Oh, yeah. Jorge oh. Garcia. Yeah. yeah. He's a yeah. He's a fat Me, guy. him, and there's another big guy. And uh, and then that goes to show you. Right. Clifton Collins. But now he's not wasn't, a fat guy. He wasn't sitting in the room. Oh, no, no, okay. no. Uh, he probably got offered. Yeah, he's offer only. He's no, offer no, only, no, no, this guy. I, yeah. I went in red for that. Didn't I have a beard of sorts? I, I had think so, kind yeah. kind of like, he was like real a thinking man. I remember him being. But Mike Judge is awesome. Anyway, I mean, yeah. Guy's yeah. Fucking great. Oh, now, and and, uh, and speaking of which, so like I don't want to be a douchebag, yeah. but I, was, I spent a little time with him recently. Who? Uh, Miguel, Mike. Oh, Mike Judge, yeah. And uh, and next to him was uh, somebody we have in common, a uh, lawyer, David Krinsman. Oh yeah, yeah. You guys have the same lawyer. lawyer? We do. I really? Was, I was with David uh, Sunday. Oh, you were? Yeah. Okay. What, like a, this sounds like a social event. Oh, uh, David's like one of my best friends. Okay. I mean, so let it, me. Did you get to that point yet? Have you gotten invited to the social no, events yet? Me. <laughs> Come on, we'll Clifton. Jesus. I've been, no. I, we've been. I've been with him eight months. That uh, at that event, it was the uh, L.A. Clippers game. That was the uh, the first time I've hung out with him socially. So I'm, I'm going to give uh, old David the benefit of the doubt, but I, but I will be giving him a call. <laughs> no, you got to. Look, my, Mike and I, uh, I, I got Mike and Jason Statham, myself. We'll, we'll go down this hump it up, up Venice and Abbott Kinney, and, and David lives right over there, right off the boardwalk. So, yeah. Yeah, I, he's one of my, my – I called somebody he's like, what are you doing today? I'm like, oh, I'm going to go see my like On a Sunday? Like, no, he's like my boy. That's my friend. Okay. Like, we hang out. Right. Yeah, we talk right. shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah good dude. Someday yeah. you'll get to that level with David Krinsman. <laughs> I hope – well, you know, now I'm trying to – he's got, he's got a three-year-old son or wait. He's, no, no, no. He's a year. A year? Like a little over a year. Ethan. Okay, so he's born at the, at the, with my second one at, at that time. Uh, so I've been see. coaching him a little bit. I'm hoping to get in on that. Uh, okay, you go with that angle. Yeah. The kid angle. Well, you know, listen, it's, I, I've only been with him for like uh, for eight or nine months. Hey, sure. he, he's got a shout out in the cookbook. He was instrum- he's just monumental in getting this book done. Get out of here, really? Yeah, and uh, we're talking, I'm talking to some people about, a, there's some people that have approached you to do a television show, a 13-up on Prison Ramen. Yeah. Oh, really? I wasn't expecting it, and David kind of threw it out there. I'm like, ah, I'm not looking into it, but I, I posted some pictures of the of the galleys, and I had like three different producers sure. reach out to me that have deals at you know Food Network or Discovery or Vice yeah. or this. And I guess like, the nice thing is you bring attention to it. That's the point, right? Yeah, I mean, and uh, you know, Homeboy Industries, they got their big 5K run coming up in October, which helps to bring the community together, including uh, a lot of the cops. The cops are learning about Homeboy and, and how these, these kids can change. Yeah. And it changes because, you know, I think the institution trains these cops to dehumanize a lot of the sure. kids. 
is, and you just label them thugs, and you don't realize that they have a heart, they have a soul. They were, you know, left on Skid Row when they were six to eat out of dumpsters. Yeah, you know what I mean. They somehow have turned around or got their tattoos removed. They have anger management classes and are trying to take care of their children, are dedicated and committed, and or will be there for you. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, it really it's eye opening for the officers because I was like, wow, you know, look, I've got a lot of fantastic friends and family that are PD all the way up the ladder to Secret Service, FBI, you name it. Um, Blackwater, it just goes across the board, and uh, and and it, it's just I was like, wow, like these cops, like, how is it with the homeboys? Like, is there, there's, you know, because sometimes the cops that don't don't have an open heart, they've lost compassion, their moral core has been clouded and corrupted, they won't be able to do it. like, no, these cops are different. They they they've seen it. They've seen, uh, so if they've seen the light. Count me the fuck in, and I'd like to meet these guys and hang out with them myself. Right. Yeah. Sure. Anybody has that kind of compassion. Look, bad guy's a bad guy, but. You know, you can't profile and say everybody's a bad guy. And, no. and, and, you know, don't judge somebody until you walk the mile in their shoes. I mean, the cops want to say, hey, we're people. Well, yeah, you're people, but don't forget, you're treating the people that are also people, and you're supposed to serve the people like they're not people. Yeah. They're, they're just uh, androids. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Back to Westworld. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's, it's, I, I find it sometimes surprising, too, because I, I do think that a lot of cops are not coming from affluent backgrounds. You know, some of them are, I mean, most of them are from the streets themselves, and you would expect a little more empathy. Out of them, um, yes and no. I've 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 found uh, arguments for both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, e- even in uh, hmm, I mean specifically, I was thinking about the uh, Alameda County Writers Trial, mm-hmm. which is the uh, the biggest uh, civil uh, civil uh, civil case they've had in their history. And um, one of the the breaking points for this elite group of of officers that was developed to bring down crime by ninety percent one year, um, there was one guy. And it's always it's always the rookie usually that breaks uh, some kind of corruption scandal because they right. don't know how to cover their tracks, they don't know how to lie, they don't know how to do all this stuff. Yeah. And it was a rookie cop from Beverly Hills that wanted to teach his family and show his family, I can do it, I can make it. Yeah. So he went out there to be a part of these these Oakland writers, and um, he couldn't hack it. And what he saw was being very very wrong and immoral. And and then next thing you know the chief is rolling on his platoon of men that he trained. Yeah. And now these men are all being put on trial. Any of the any officers that got rep- severe reprimand were uh, officers of color, not the white cops that were mm-hmm. part of this group, or white cops that were married to women of color. Okay. Huh. Interesting enough. And the cop, meanwhile, the chief uh, retired. No, he didn't retire. He became a chief like in Vacaville. Uh-huh. The Oakland Tribune painted three different stories, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, all different reasons why he's leaving. Yeah. Nothing to do with the writer's draw, yeah. even though he was directly responsible. They, they hide that stuff. Yeah. So you don't really know. And the main, one of the main badass cops of the writers is still on the run in Mexico somewhere. He was like, fuck that. I'm not going to trial for your bullshit. He took off. Sure. He was wow. a badass cop. I heard he had a lot of great things about that cop. Wow. Yeah, it's sad. But I mean, it's not, it's not um, I mean, it's it's hard to have a kind of a blanket statement. Yeah, you it's can't a, do a blanket you know, statement. From place to place or sure. city to city or sure. town to town or, mm-hmm. you know, people getting siege mentalities and, you know. Mm-hmm. Are you bringing up siege mentality? Yeah, no, that was pretty heavy there, pal. Thank yeah. you, man. Yeah. Dude, what's this? Uh, what's the Terrence Malick movie? That's Terrence Malick movie, which I, I've uh, been reading a little about. But oh. secret as shit, man. Which one? The uh, ooh, oh. fuck. The untitled. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I don't know if they're all mixed together. Where there's Christian Bale one. There's two. It's a musical. Is there? A, is it a musical? I haven't seen them. I've got friends that seen one of them. I okay. looked, but you're in it. You're in. I'm it. in both of them. It was okay. uh, to have. Uh, I, I had to. Uh, I had to bow out of one of my episodes of uh, Red Widow, and I, 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 my my best pleading and begging voice possible. I was like, "Please, can I just take off for, for for this week and maybe write me another episode or something? And can I can I go shoot this thing with Terrence Malick that they called for me? And like, I, I literally had to fly myself. They had no funds yeah. to where uh, to Austin. Okay, okay, that's um, not so bad. 
Oh, no, I was Sounds in like Bulgaria or something. I was in Vancouver, <laughs> and um, they're like, "Well, we we can let you out, but we can't pay for this episode." I'm like, "Awesome, okay, yeah, okay. So I'll I take I, it." I flew myself for scale to work with Terry Malick, and, yeah. and couldn't be happier than the clam and high tide. I was so fucking stoked working with Benicio again, and Natalie Portman again, and Fastbender. And which one is this though? Uh, that You're is just not weightless. Is... Yes, weightless. Okay, all right. And is that it's a musical? I don't know, but can you? Is one of these a musical? I'm sure Educate me. I don't know because okay. I haven't seen them. Okay. But I, I do know in working with Terry, uh, the, the two times I was honored to work with him, I got like three different directors. He's a fascinating individual. Yeah. And he's just so whimsical. It's like, it's like the world was created for him to shoot. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. Like I, and I've just, had you worked with him before? Uh, no. no. I mean, obviously, after working with the first one, he had me in mind for the second one. Okay. Which is like... And what are you shooting back-to-back? Back, the greatest compliment. I mean, back-to-back back for Terry Malick. I know. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. Back-to-back back That's like years, 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was like maybe a year later. I okay. ran into him at the, at the, uh, at the rap point. He's like, Clifton, I got this thing that might be happening. I, I'd like to have you in it. And you got to improvise. Yes, sir. Right, no shit. I, I lost like thirty thousand dollars, and I couldn't be happier. Yeah, I was so excited. You have no fucking clue. I'm sure. still stoked about it. Yeah, yeah. fucking Terry. Malick. So they, neither have come out yet, though. Nuh-uh. Okay. I, I mean, you know, the, the something that you're saying that uh, it stuck in my head was that uh, they didn't have the funds. Uh, Terrence Malick didn't have the funds. I mean, this is a, a, a one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. Agreed. And every every big name artist will come flying to, to his aid. Yeah. As did I. I mean, Benicio and Fassbender, I'm sure it wasn't the payday for anybody. Yeah. And, and you're there for strictly, the, this is strictly for the love, for the passion, for the work. I got to improvise an entire scene. Wow. Like, and that was like probably the most magical, honestly, guys, that was the most magical moment of my entire was year. It? Was it? That one moment, that unscripted, unknown <laughs> moment that that could have left had i left i was going to leave the crew it was the same crew I, I said goodbye everybody i hung out with you know it was great to catch up with natalie and 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 ben benno and i was getting ready to leave. I, was like, well, I was getting late i should probably go home. i don't want to overstay my welcome here <laughs> yeah. I, I love being here if they sure. could stay i would sure and i was getting ready to leave and then terry goes clifton come here i'm said yeah i says here buddy i'm like he gave me a, a drink i'm like what's this he goes it's your drink and i'm like like this like my going home present what the fuck's going on here he goes well it's not a for real drink it's like a i don't know cranberry and vodka but it's just it's just vodka, cranberry yeah. i was like okay he goes i want you to to be in this scene I'm like and I, I didn't want to be like the the actor guy like what exactly you want me to do i'm like right. what, what does terry say to get his actors to do what <laughs> yeah like is he just not going to say nothing he's going to tell me right. like i want him to speak without me polluting it yeah See, i said i said cool now what? he goes just go over there and and just you know be a part of the scene and and dance and i, I just stopped and i i just stopped and looked into his eyes waiting for more direction yeah. right and i was like all right i'm in Wait, well, let's take off this shirt. That's how my wardrobe happens. Take okay. off this shirt. Okay. Put on these glasses. Here's okay. some glow sticks. Right. And next thing you know, I'm, I'm like... Put this dildo in your ass. Yeah. Okay. Put it in. Let's yeah. go. Okay. <laughs> I don't do this shit at home, so hey. I'm going to put my new. ass on the other end of the dildo. <laughs> so I'm, I'm literally like... Uh, these got these tribal guys hitting the drums, like these big Puerto Rican guys that did nonstop for an hour and a half. So okay. they were reloading camera, he never yelled cut. And so like at one point, like I'm sitting in this... I, I, I'm freaking this hot girl in like like garter belts, and there's another hot girl behind me. And I was like, <laughs> at 
it's almost kind of like a almost like a loose rave. Okay. And everybody's got like these light sticks and and staffs that are spinning and spinning lit hula hoops and the tribal bump 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 bump. It was hypnotic. And it makes sense with your character that your character. I, I guess it does. <laughs> okay. I hey, I just I'm just going. Sure, sure. sure. Following the rule. Following the intro. Yeah. So it's like the sun's starting to set. I'm overlooking the. I guess it's Lake Austin or some shit. Yeah, Lake and, Austin. And we're at, I'm like in a small infinity pool that's probably smaller than this room here. Yeah. Because he says, at one point he he stops me after about forty minutes of this, and uh, I go back to Clifton. He goes. How do you feel about going into the pool? <laughs> and then I, I grabbed my iPhone. I says, hold this, yeah, sir. Yeah. I turned around and looked at that hot girl. Uh, her name's Peyton. Mm. Peyton, because uh, I learned it. Um, <laughs> I just looked at her and gave her the old nod, and I ran and just grabbed, and we jumped into the infinity pool. Now she's freaking me. We're making out for like... 40 minutes playing with crazy light sticks and the drums and it's hypnotic and Fassbender's dancing with Benicio. <laughs> I can't make sense of that. And then Natalie sashaying by herself all seductively like this seductress. Like just uh, – my jaw was on the floor and I'm like making out with this hot girl while this – Sun is setting over Lake Austin and Terry Malick's directing me. I'm like, I died. Jesus I went to heaven. I said, excuse me. What's your name? <laughs> After 45 minutes of making out, he says, it's Peyton. Uh, <laughs> nice to meet you, Peyton. Now, if it was a first-time director, I don't know if you would have done that. Type Probably of not. <laughs> Are you kidding? Clifton Collins, he's, he's a professional. He looks at the director and says, yeah. Well, you got to trust the director in a way, and you got to say, oh, okay, he knows what he's doing. I've, I've been making out with this girl for 45 minutes. He tells me to jump in this pool. I'm jumping in the pool. Sure. Yeah. You know? But he doesn't, he's earned it. Yeah. But, you know, knowing a thing or two about Clifton Collins Jr., he doesn't mind making out That's with true. for 45 minutes. That's true. <laughs> Didn't yeah. he do that in Freeloaders? In a pool? I, 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 I did. Oh <laughs> <God>. <laughs> he did that? I think he did. Yeah. I think he did. Her Peyton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's funny how every time they're like, hey, Clifton, uh, why don't you improvise a scene with somebody? He grabs a, a girl and jumps her in a pool. <laughs> right, right. What was that movie called? Freeloaders. Freeloaders. Yeah. I wonder if her name's in here. Hmm. <laughs> She's checking the phone? Checking yeah. the phone? So, waitlist, when does it come out? I don't know. Okay. And what's the other one? Um, Cup of Nights. Okay. And is that like a totally different character that you do? A totally yes. Different part, totally Absolutely. Different I play uh, one of those like kind of sax, those, those, those Wall Street guys. Oh, okay. Me and Nick Offerman. Oh, wow. oh great. Okay. I had a blast working with him. That's great. We laughed so much. That was on 4th of July. Oh, really? Two this year? Two years ago. Oh, two years ago. We shot that. I remember See, it takes Terrence Malick a long time to get these movies out, doesn't we, it? We shot it on 4th of July. You know how happy we were Christian Bale, myself. Nick. Well, Christian Bale doesn't give a fuck. He's not American. Yeah. <laughs> they still celebrate the fourth, though. He's Welsh. Surprised. Right? He Welsh. Yeah. Yeah. Do they? Because that's, that's when they got rid of us. That's, uh, yeah. I, that, that's a musical? Uh, <laughs> not our scenes. Okay. But you, did you sing dance. in any of those movies? I would have tap no. danced. Okay. Can okay. you sing? I can tap dance. Can you, t- you can tap dance? Yes, sir. I've been tap dancing since I was seven. Did, was, did your grandfather tap dance? Yes, he did. Okay. And so that's uh, something that's passed down generation to generation? Yes, it was. Mm hmm. Have you done? Have you tap danced? Gonzalez, Gonzalez has loved to tap dance. You'll see Grandpa getting down the Groucho Marx clip. Oh, he does. Pull that okay. up. Yeah, and okay. also his first western, Wings of the Hawk, which is with Van Heflin, which is I think where um, where the Speedy Gonzalez was born. The Speedy Gonzalez character. Was okay. Born. You'll okay. See that. Okay. Um, yeah, he plays the musical bottles. He takes these bottles and fills them with water. Yeah. He's really poor, so he fills them with water. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the tap dancing. Um, yeah, I've been doing it since I was seven. Right. I, st- I tap danced a little bit in Crank Two. Oh, oh my God! We have about to crank talk two. about Crank. Yeah, Crank Two. I mean, we well, we're, we're huge Statham fans. Yeah, oh, oh dude, it's his yeah. you know, it birthday uh, yesterday. Oh, oh, was it? Yeah, Happy Birthday, Statham. Yeah, Happy Birthday. I'm a huge Statham guy. He's I went, a I went, great, guy. Guy. great guy. I went to a birthday party of his that was thrown by that uh, Navid. Oh yeah, Navid through uh, you know Navid. Uh, 
is it Mekalarji? I don't know, Navid. He uh, he threw a birthday party for Statham. Whatever, fuck it, fuck yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we're huge Statham fans. Yeah, yeah. The cool thing about Statham too is he's one of those guys that like, you know. Your wives will uh, go to the movies too. They're, sure, oh, his dad's sure. a pimp too. Oh yeah, his dad's a straight pimp. We went to the uh, the fast the fast seven premiere and and the ladies were just all over pops. Like, <laughs> pops is straight up G. I'm like, yo, Jay. I said, now I know where you get it from. Pops sure. is like straight up gangster. That's awesome. I rem- well, you were a crazy guy in Frank Crank too, though. Yeah, that that took a lot of. Uh, You're a fucking crazy man. I, I, uh, I mean, everyone's a crazy man in that movie. The boy, the yeah. boys man off the leash because they, they kind of let out the blueprint for it. And I said, guys, I said, there's a lot of stuff missing. I don't understand. Like, I, if you guys want me to really create something, you have to take me off the leash. Well, we're calling you to take you off the leash. <laughs> I'm like, okay. It doesn't seem hard for that guy, though. The movie's off the leash. Yeah. Well, just the first the, one, the, the second the, one? The, the character I pretty much picked from this uh, patron saint to drug dealers, his name's Jesus Malverde. Okay. So a lot of cops, uh, if they're like doing uh, any kind, it's funny because you think the drug dealers would know by now, but they're yeah. so religious yeah. that oftentimes they're doing some kind of sting. If you see a Jesus Malverde sticker, a little trinket, anything that says Jesus Malverde, You'll find drugs in there. Okay. And they know this. It's, okay. it's just a dead giveaway. Yeah. Right. You might as well just be trailing like weed or have cocaine on your nose. Your character is El Huron? El Huron. El Huron. Okay. Which means the ferret. Okay. Yeah. But there's okay. no real connection. I was researching ferrets. You know, they're colorblind and they're toe biters and they like to nip at little things and they get these nicknames. Like, there's no real connection or correlation. So I was trying to anchor my stuff into a character and, and it came from Jesus Malverde. I was actually asking, talking to my cousin because he's done a little uh, drug under, undercover drug operations. Yeah. And when I looked him up, I said, oh, wow, this is perfect. And that's where I came with the idea for the, cl- the look, for right, the clothing, right. all of it right. was all Jesus Malverde. Yeah. Right. So at lunch, when uh, uh, Julian, uh, sorry, is getting his uh, nipple cut off, Ugh. I was talking about using a, a, a Jason Trost as a DP to shoot my second Zach Brown video. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know him. Who? Trost. Yeah. Trost a badass. He's yeah. A, the whole Trost family has got a history in Hollywood, their pops included. Uh, so uh, they're like, said, yeah, I said, why do you do music videos? I like, yeah, you know, I was going to tap dance. Like, oh, you tap dance? Like, yeah. And, the, and both Mark and Brian are like, well, you should tap dance in this scene. Like, what? <laughs> what do you that makes no fucking sense. Off tap the leash, dance dude. in the scene. Get off yeah. the leash. Well, I was like, I was like, <laughs> I had already developed it. I'm back on the leash now. Right, yeah, right, 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 right. I was like, uh, said, you should tap dance. I was like, uh, guys, come on. I'm like an old school uh, Coke dealer. He's not New World. He's not, you know, Scarface. He's old motherland. Mexico deep, you know, Aztec roots and all this stuff. <laughs> they're like, well, give me just, okay, fine. Just give me one reason why I would tell them. Goes, they both look at each other and they go, because you're El Huron. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a fucking reason because my name's the ferret. <laughs> right. That's why I should tell them. <laughs> right. But their passion and excitement was just uh, overcoming. So I was like, you know what? How much time are we got? He's like, well, yeah, 15 minutes to lunch. I'm like, ah. All right, let me go in this other room. So I just started uh, whipping up something. I said, look, you get the camera guy. Cover me long. I mean, cover me wide. Cover me tight here. I'm going to move here, and then by the end, I'm going to uh, do a little jump in the air, and I'll end up over here. And so just maybe I'll do it twice. Don't tell the crew because it's embarrassing. Yeah, right. Just adding a shot to the shot list, and, I mean, which we were constantly doing. But yeah, sure, sure. To make it like, now he's going to dance. It's like, yeah. ah. So uh, it's in there. It made it in the guide. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. I gotta tell you, man. The, the to- I remember that. The tone of those movies is is great. Like, <laughs> and the second one too, because it's like you know. I mean, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, but he dies at the end of the first one. <laughs> Starts off the second one, just fucking comes back to life. That's, That's right. Well, they're, they're talking about doing a three. Are they really? Yes, I'll be sir. there. I'll be yes, there. Sir. Well, I want to be in Super Troopers too. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. We got to figure that out then. Yeah, we're we're starting. We're starting we're, the casting. Right, we're we're going to border in patrolman. October. You guys saw me as a border patrolman. It's yeah, true. I can do any. I'll do whatever the fuck you guys want. This is we're, we're on the northern border now. We're up on uh, the, the Canadian Canadian yeah. border. Yeah. Wow. 
Can you imagine if I accidentally dug a tunnel from Tijuana to Canada by accident too far? <laughs> just overshot my goal. Dude, Dude, damn it! It would be very popular. Ottawa! That very should, popular tunnel. That should be Crank 3. That should be <laughs> Winnipeg! <laughs> yeah. No, crank 3, they should have you, you know, fucking go all the way. I know it. So you're directing. You direct, too. You I direct a bunch of music videos. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, Are you going to direct films and stuff, too? Or do you, you want to yeah, do that? Or? You know, uh, there's quite a there, – I'm just trying to find the right projects, you know. Cause yeah. I, do you write, too? I do. Once I get yeah. my, my passion hooked onto a piece, I'm pretty unstoppable. I, I know this. And and my friends back me on it, which is kind of dope. It's dope to be able to call Samuel or, or yeah. Statham or any of these cats. Man, yeah. Hey, let's do this. So it's just about finding material, really, and, and things that I, I can live with for the next you know two years. I mean – I, I was talking to uh, you know Don Cheadle recently. He he directed the new Miles Davis movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the know, uh, trailer for it. We're well, that was a crowdfunding. Thing, crowdfunding, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so he was talking about learning the Trump and this. I'm like, and it's like we we're talking about how you got to live with the project for so long, yeah. but you also got to go back and do reshoots. You got to do touch ups. You got to do this and that. And he's he was ready to kind of move on. It's like wow. It's like at what point do you say goodbye to your baby? At what point do yeah. you just like say she's done? Shut it down. She doesn't get any better. It's time for me to do another character or a different yeah. character that I'm yeah. not directing. You know. So I just got to find something that uh, I'm. I'm going to live with and, and, and something I'm passionate about. Yeah. And yeah. you have a couple things in the hopper or things that I you... I do. Uh, well, honestly, uh, uh, the Goose's life story is something we've been trying to develop. He got locked up last time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Twice. Yeah. <laughs> so now he's out and this is the longest he's been out and he's changed his ways. He's, uh, you know, he married a correctional officer that was at his last prison. Oh, okay. And he got a beautiful little daughter together. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and he's got all brother-in-laws that are sheriffs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, you married yourself you into go. a legal hole there. Well, there you <laughs> go. No, that's good. That's uh, you stay on the straight and narrow that way. Yeah. I'm not to say that that other side's straight and narrow either, as we've come to learn. Sure. Right. Yeah. But well, uh, you like to direct. I mean, you li- did I you enjoy directing. those doing those music videos? And I then? love. I love shooting. I love directing. Yeah. I, you know, because it's funny. I was doing extract. Yeah. When um, I asked Mike, I, I pulled Mike to the side. I said, Hey, Mike, I got to ask you. I like in his super big figure. Yeah. What's going on, buddy? I said. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I, I said uh, Zach Brown wants me to direct Chicken Fight for him, and and, and I got this you know, this Sony EX3 camera. I want to fly out. I got a four day holiday coming up, and I don't want to ask the producer; they'll shut me down. So, Holy shit, Zach Brown and Chicken Fried? Hell yeah! Why don't you go out there and shoot that? Goddamn, shoot that motherfucker! Come back with a goddamn video. I won't tell him nothing. I'm like, which it, 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 that's a real friend because any any director that that yeah. is like completely part of the machine, be like, well, the producers wouldn't let you go, and I'm sorry, you got to stay here, pal. Sure, but he wasn't like that I won't tell him nothing so it's so great that because he knows that Wednesday yeah. like hey Clifton what'd you do this week and I went to Smyrna Georgia and shot a music video with Zach Brown I'm like what Smyrna Georgia you went to Smyrna Georgia yeah yeah. You know, but there I was with this beard I'm like this is kind of weird shooting like normally I have these weird instances where it's art imitating life like my personal life reflects the movie somehow sure. but this was different because now I'm a redneck doing a redneck role in a movie for a redneck uh, Latino buddy, mm-hmm. right. uh, a Mike Judge, and now I'm shooting and directing a redneck video for the Zach Brown band. Like that's art imitating art <laughs> being art. What the fuck is that? How did I get here? How did, How did I get here? It was like a Twilight Zone. Yeah, that shit's meta. It's meta. It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I couldn't. I was like, I had one of those weird moments of just like the aha moment. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. But yeah. you loved it? I did. Oh, yeah. we won Breakout Video of the Year. We won a CMT Award, Best New Group Video. We almost beat uh, Randy Travis's standing record of 26 weeks. We got to 25. Wow. wow. And we had to fight the label, label too, for creative control because they were trying to take out this intro that, that I shot. 
that shows the band playing musical instruments. Yeah. And the record was like, you lose 80% of your audience when you with your intros. I'm like, well, this is different. This isn't like Zach making out with like Lindsay Lohan. This is like them doing what the people love. And I'm right. showing making the art. Music. Right. I'm showing the craft. And yeah. they, of course they're going to like, no, no, no. We fought for like two hours on the phone. I was going to vomit on the phone just uh, for a statement. Yeah. Like, I was like, Cliff, you could do it. You could, you could vomit right now on the phone. Just do it for fun. <laughs> I just vomited. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah. So listen. So they, we ended up doing two cuts and they were, their, their numbers were wrong because our, our longer version ended up like getting like eighty five percent, and the shorter version got the less. Yeah. And are you? I mean, uh, do you want to do more music videos? I mean, it I seems do. like that you, was, know, I, you were I, a success at that. Right? I don't really want to be a, a gun for hire. Yeah. I want to be. Uh, I want to do music videos for, for my friends sure. of, of the music I believe in, the yeah. music that speaks to me. Yeah. So uh, you know that said, um, you know if Zach calls or Slash, obviously or Adam Duritz, I, I did yeah. one for him recently. You oh, did? Wow. You directed one for him? I, sh- I actually shot it by myself with no crew at all. Oh really? It is it a a, from off that new album or one it, of those songs? It, you know, it, it, it was actually a cover song. It was uh, the cu- the Cars cover. You might think. Okay. But, okay. Know, that song is so fast and upbeat. You might think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he slow in slowing it down the way he did. He added a brand new character just through the the time change. Of the song. I haven't heard that. Have you heard that version? No, I haven't heard it. Hear it and you see yeah. it. it's kind of pretty yeah I was shooting a Hellbenders with the Clancy Brown he was like you know, fuck stay in the Fucking hotel Clancy Brown. I yeah Clancy's Clancy the Brown. shit oh, he's yeah. got a story in here oh he does really? was he in prison well you know he played one of the most famous CEOs bad. in Shawshank Redemption yeah. okay yeah and, and Bad Boys and Bad Boys, and bad boys that's what too. I told him yeah. that was my pitch yeah yo Clifton uh, look I hope I didn't get too heavy for you but uh, man thank you so much for letting me be a part it really got me thinking and, and, and I really kind of I hope it's not too heavy yeah you know and when you read it it's like it's very thought out uh, I, I love his story it's one of the I mean there's I love all the stories for different reasons but his is pretty special yeah so uh, okay so let's go back to Gustavo Var- or, uh, Alvarez yeah. for a second so uh, where are you in that process this, a script is written you're uh, doing drafts uh, what we have is uh, his book's already written his novel it's called The Pawn okay as in a chess piece yeah and so uh, we're just doing a polish on it before we s- submit it to uh, to our agents. Okay. And would you you attach his director? I'd like to. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had Samuel read this years ago, and he was like, "I want to produce it." He called me two weeks later. Yeah. So I want to produce this shit. Yeah. Because a great role, the uh, other lead role would be for him. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to see Samuel get an Oscar, and I think this is the kind of role that would do oh. that. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Retired He's... shot caller for the Black Gorilla family. Yeah. Yeah. It's a heavy story. <laughs> yeah. It's a super. It's a, it's a mentor story. It's a coming of age story. Um, and it's very real. It's about not having mentors around, about not having a father figure around. You know, with these these smaller families, these poorer families, they, they work so hard to make ends meet that they don't they, they can't be there to raise the children in ways that they yeah. should be. So oftentimes they're raised in the street, and their mentors end up, you know, encompassing you know the the guy that looks cool, the guy that's dealing the drugs, who's got the chicks or the pimp or the this or the that. Cause yeah, that's the, who people the money guy. Yeah, yeah. The, mon- the money guy. Yeah. You know, I mean, today a lot of people respect like the Wall Street people. If you're in that kind of money bracket, which yeah. none of us here are, so yeah. obviously yeah. We're like, you know, poo poo Wall Street. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's where, awesome. Where are we? How, how? An hour and a half. Oh, okay. Oh wow, should, I gotta uh, get pretty gotta good. Get horseback riding. Roll. Yeah. He's gotta go horseback riding. All right. Well, uh, that's awesome, man. It sounds like you got a lot of fucking great things going on. I do. Very blessed and very yeah. stoked uh, uh, for this new um, this this book coming so out. Prison Ramen. Word out. Yeah. Check it out. Where do they find it? Where do people find uh, it? Uh, Barnes and Noble. Barnes and Noble. Prison Ramen. November third. Uh, uh, November third is the drop date. And, okay. Um, uh, iTunes. We got pre-sale links right now up and running. 
Okay. And yeah. then we got Westworld coming up. Westworld we next year. We got two Terrence Malick movies coming up. A triple Nine. John Hilko's Triple Nine. Oh, Triple Nine, with, right? Uh, Woody Harrelson. That's like uh, a. I looked at that thing as an amazing cast. Casey Jesus Affleck. Christ. I saw the movie recently. Oh, yeah? It's yeah. good. It's going to be up there with my traffic in Capote. Oh, wow. Really? I promise you. I already Fuck. saw it. I yeah. mean, what a cast. My agent and manager were like beaten red when they saw their jaws from the flick. We had no idea. Right. That's awesome. It's yeah. a heist movie, right? Yeah, Chewy Tell. Yeah. Chewy Tell. I mean, I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm, I even I jumped. I watched. I was like, whoa. At some wow. of the shit I, I yeah. was like, wow, that's, I was, I was so deep in that one. And then, and then Man Down with Shia and Gary Oldman, which I'm really excited oh, okay. about. Okay. And Trans Pecos. And Trans Pecos, the indie, yeah. which I haven't seen yet. So yeah. fingers crossed on that one. God damn it. You're, you, you work, the guy works so hard. This might be, this might be the hottest actor we've, we've He's had. He's the hardest working man in uh, show business, this guy. I appreciate that. When man. does Westworld uh, come out? Uh, next year. Okay. It's going to be bad. I mean, I'm yeah, I saw the HBO. I saw HBO. Punches TV. Yeah. Oh, my God. Good. Oh, my God. Who directed the pilot? Not J.J. Abrams. Nolan did. Oh, we know, but it's it's like a, a a Kubrick fever dream, right? It's ill. The music, the sound right. design, the the set, the attention to detail is just uh, above and beyond. Yeah, yeah. It's Psyched. it's uh, it's it's not it's not your parents' HPL. Let me put it that way. It's okay. a whole another level. Okay, that's exciting. Stoked. It's I'm exciting. exciting about that. Yeah, it was good hanging, boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah thanks, dude. All right, we're, we're gonna chew on the way out. Yeah, we got you have some prison ramen, man. We're all eating prison ramen. I'm eating. Yeah. I'm eating the machete ramen. Yeah, here's some ingredients for some ramens too. Oh, there you go, popcorn, popcorn ramen. <laughs> Thanks, Clifton Collins. <laughs> all right, guys. Talk to you next week. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 